0: We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and Abe. Well, he, he's not here. But Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I don't normally discuss new movies weekly. However, every now and then they have to these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentary tracks or something completely different. And this is one of our fun commentary tracks. It is December 2018, the final month of 2018. I, I don't know why I made that. He's it like, it's a surprise. But yes, it's the final month of 2018. And uh, this is this month's commentary track. We've been doing... These all along all year for the past few years. And we are here with the final one of the year. And since there is not a Star Wars movie this year at the end of December, um, we're doing something different. Uh, we've chosen for this month Tombstone. Because Tombstone is celebrating its 25th anniversary, and also, why not? It's Tombstone. Uh, so that's what we're doing. We're going to talk about Tombstone in this month's commentary. It should be a lot of fun. Joining me to do just that we have, from Y's So Blue and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast, he's here for the spelling contest, is Brandon Peters. Hello. From Old Magic Gaming, the Nothing's On podcast, and the eight, and the Walking Dead TV podcast, he has two guns, one for each of you. It's Jim Deeds.
1: You ain't no Daisy. You ain't no Daisy at all.
0: And joining us from the Go Flicks Yourself podcast, you called down the thunder, and now we've got it. It's Ben Conowitz.
2: Hey, everybody. How's it going? I don't have a tombstone reference handy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going well. How are you guys doing tonight? Terrific. Fantastic. How of the holiday season? <laughs> I, I, I would hope so. But, uh, yeah. Because,
3: yeah, the Doc Holiday.
0: She's right. Oh, <laughs> oh happy Bam. Doc Holiday. Oh, oh, Brandon is our Huckleberry. So let's get this thing going. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know how this works, basically the four of us are all going to talk about Tombstone while it's playing. Each of us separately have the movie paused. Currently at 10 seconds in, uh, I'm eventually going to count down from three, and on the sound of Go, uh, we're going to press, press play and just talk about the movie. Uh, while well, it's on mute, obviously. If you plan to watch the movie with us talking over it, good on you because, hey, you're like having fun interacting and whatnot, and you can do just that. If you're just listening because, hey, I want to listen to this episode about Tombstone, you don't have to do anything. You just have to sit there and be like, I'm just going to keep listening, and you're set. Uh, so, yeah, with all that, that, that's really all there is to it. So we're just going to get this thing going. You guys ready?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. Draw.
0: <laughs> all right. Three, two, one, go. All
2: right. I know you were talking about Hollywood pictures releases earlier. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what he said, gross point blank,
0: gross point blank is, is one of them,
2: which is one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Um, yeah, there's a lot of like, I guess, uh, what arachnophobia, I think was like the first, like one of the first hmm. Hollywood production. Oh, the Syner- yeah, it's a synergy film too. <laughs> Don't forget that. um, Because it's not specific. Is it specifically? Yeah, it's Disney's the parent company of this thing, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you get a lot of um, like the um, kind of not sometimes R, sometimes PG thirteen, sometimes like you get just some of the outlier like like Disney produced films that aren't quite there. I guess all of Polly Shore's films are apparently like (laughs) Hollywood. I'm just saying this now. In the where the money
3: was made, (laughs)
0: son-in-law. You don't get
3: Tombstone without
0: Polly Shore. But you got some prestige ones too, and some like Jerry Bruckheimer's, like for every. Quiz show, you get like Crimson Tide, so it's like it
2: kind it, it, like,
0: of gets in there. Um, the other, it's gone now. I'd like to see that label come back. Going out in like 2007. What's the last? You want to know what the last uh, Hollywood picture movie is before we start talking about <laughs> this movie we're oh, watching? I do now with yeah. that yeah, time. I do. You brought it up. David S. Goyer's *The Invisible*. Oh. <laughs> I know, classic. Oh, wow. They made it that long, huh? They made it that long, yeah. Anyway, uh, Charlton Heston's, like, narrating the opening of this movie <laughs> right now. Is
2: it Heston or is it Robert Mitchum?
1: I think it's Robert Mitchum. Is it
2: Robert Mitchum? Sorry. H- yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, oh, Heston is in this Heston movie. Heston appears later, is. my bad. Plays oh, yeah. Henry Hooker, yeah. yeah, he's, he's yeah. Jo- he jumps in later on, sorry. <laughs> yeah. This uh, Before we get really down and dirty with this, this cast, man. Mm-hmm. Back Holy then crap.
3: and today, like, retro, yeah, retroactively, back... it's even bigger. Yeah. I
1: mean, obviously, you got Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer in one of their, in their star turns, but Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Charlton Heston, you got Michael Rooker in there, Tom Satan Church, David Delaney, Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, Stephen Lang, uh, Jason Priestley, who was big at the time.
0: Jason Priestley can't walk down the street without being talked about. Kutum's, don't I
1: tell you? <laughs> that's, that's <what laughs> Listen to your friend, Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane, right.
0: Billy Zane is like the most handsome man in the West with like his full head of hair. that is I, it's probably fake. Uh, I don't know. I never seem to know with Billy Zane. It's always all over the place.
1: But I mean, you also got like you know um, uh, John Corbett and Terry O'Quinn and like some some really good character actors filling in. And Frank Stallone is even in this movie.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's just singing outside the uh, the old the old yeah, restaurant yeah. as usual. <laughs> well, he plays cards too, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does.
1: Yes, it's just amazing. I mean, you, you look at this cast. It's like it's almost like the um, if you were playing the Kevin Bacon game, it'd be a great you know, intersecting movie, kind of like oh, yeah. The Outsiders. Yeah, or this,
0: the, this and like Heat are key movies you could use in those games.
1: <laughs> right, right, exactly.
0: Let's talk about the cowboys as they're introduced here with Powers Booth. Oh, like, wearing all red, got that big mustache, and he does that great Powers Booth laugh like all throughout <laughs> this movie. That ha, 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 like, it's and so he, much he got fun. a he
3: has a meme now from this movie, like or or a GIF that oh, yeah. that
0: constantly gets used. Yeah, well, bye that one.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, yep. yeah. Uh,
2: bye. bye. Yep. So I like that bye, the man. cowboys are all you know they're they're get the red sash, which indicates that they are a cowboy, and and like pitch perfect the guy all in red is the leader right mm-hmm. so that's just perfect <laughs> yep
0: and there's Johnny Ringo Michael Bean Black Hat
2: <laughs> and they ju- they show just of course how ruthless they are right here at the beginning to set the stage as the the classic villain and it just they they really up the ante here in a little bit but it's uh right off the bat you know just murdering people at a wedding. You don't get worse than that, really. At, at a church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if we, when the movie starts, you know that's what's going to go down. When they show all the people getting the feast together and the wedding and everything, you know that you know something like this is going to happen.
2: I want to rock that mustache so bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not into the mustache where it's shaved down completely in the middle and there's just the little ends at the end, like this guy? That's what he was talking, we're talking about, about, yeah. <laughs> and they don't. There's a little Tommy Hayden church. We're, we're going to talk about the various cowboys in this movie because they're all like different degrees of like horrible asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. Except Michael Rooker, who it's like it takes him this long to realize that he doesn't want to be a part of the cowboys. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like he finally gets you know his turn. He's like, you know what, guys? Mary Poppins is out. Like, that's that's what he says. A little too far. A little too far. But all of these guys are just, like, the worst. And, like, as bad as Curly Bill is and uh, Johnny Ringo, I think Stephen Lang is, like, the worst person in this movie. <laughs> because he's, like, he's both ruthless but also a coward. And it's just like, ah, this guy's so terrible, and he's not like—he's not likable. He's just
2: this little he's, whip. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't pull that off at all. Well, I mean, so it's a great acting job, but at the same time, you're like, I just, i it boils my blood. I just don't like this guy. Isn't it amazing how
0: Stephen Lang has gone from being, like, these twerp characters, like, in here, and, like, Manhunter, to becoming, like, this, like, macho beef guy in these his later right. career? yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think this is like really I love Michael Bean in this movie. I mean, I really wish he had been bigger than he was. I mean he's in really he's in a few like huge key movies. I mean, obviously Terminator and Aliens and stuff, but
3: Navy SEALs.
1: Yeah. But I mean, his his role as Ringo in this is just I mean, you know, the the, the educated killer. You know what I mean? He's yeah. talk, he ends up talking Latin to Doc Holliday later. He he knows Spanish better than their translator, you know just a I, yeah. really, really cool, heavy uh, role for him. Very out of cap, out of type, you know? I mean, it's
0: this and, like, I mean, it's a little earlier, but, like, The Abyss, where he's just, like, suddenly he's just playing, like, crazy guys. Like, that becomes, like, becomes, yeah. like a stick for, like, a lot of movies. It's like, either that, that or just, like, authority figures. Like, yeah, you never, like, even though he's, like, a hero in, like, Terminator, he never really broke out into something, like, much bigger.
1: No, yeah. He, never, yeah, he had. I always thought he should have been a much bigger star than he was.
0: Oh, he should. Have. I mean, he had the launch pad for it, and it just never, never took off. Well, I think he also. I mean, I can't say who, you know what he's chosen to do, but he like it seems like he just became like character actor very quickly. Even though he has like leading man type looks, like in presence, he just kind of like jumped right into being like I'll just be a supporting player or whatnot.
1: I mean, if you can hold your own uh, being a heavy next to Powers Booth. Yeah. That's some chops, or I mean, Arnold <laughs> for that matter too. <laughs> yeah, or Arnold. Yeah, true that, true that.
0: Well, that was our prologue with the villains. Now, now we
2: get to the, the heroes. let's the meet
1: the other team. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it is one of those things where it's just a, such a classic uh, setup where they're like they're they're going beat by beat here, but it's so well done that I forget that it's beat by beat. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I
3: like. I like to think like Sam Elliott showed up in that outfit, and they're like, you know what? Just wear that. Just wear that.
1: Hey, you guys need to grow a mustache for them. Oh, never mind, Sam. <laughs> yeah.
3: He was like the the like ultimate like period like uh, period piece Western star back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, yep. Uh, this, this scene's awesome because it shows it shows Wyatt Earp is you know as being a hero. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. a guy by by whipping the guy beating his horse, you know.
0: And the first, flick is many like witticisms and lines and
1: Right, and that steely-eyed Kurt Russell stare, man. Mm-hmm. You can't do any better than that. It's very
2: well-written, snappy dialogue. That's not, it's not chewing scenery because it's so quick. It's, it's just that's one of the things I think stands out about this movie more than other kind of throwaway Westerns and like whatever happened with Wyatt Earp, uh, with the Costner version of this, Mm -hmm. it just didn't, it didn't do anything for me like this movie did. And I think the dialogue had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I totally agree.
0: I mean, the Wyatt Earp movie is another, it's another one of his kind of like, I'm going to make a big, like big Kevin Costner epic. And it just, it's, it's not fun. (laughs) Like it's not, not (laughs) not that necessarily needs to be fun to be good, but it's like the result of that movie is so just kind of, not engaging in the same way. Yeah. It's just It just feels it's long and I presume precise. And you got Casden, you know, doing what he can. But it's like this is just it's not nearly as enjoyable as Tombstone is, which is like pulpy and fun as Tombstone is. It does do a lot correct, like with the with like what with what reportedly oh. happened with like the gunfight at the OK Corral and things like that. Like it is an accurate movie.
3: Well, it blends like period piece drama with blockbuster western, exactly. and it just like yeah. does it so seamlessly that I mean. Fans of either could easily enjoy the film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think just, one of the. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say that, that it's amazing to me that Kevin Jarre, the guy who wrote this, only wrote like a few other films. He wrote Glory, uh, Rambo, First Blood, and The Mummy. Um, mm-hmm. And then just a few other films. But I mean, like you said uh been this uh the, the the writing is so snappy and not not like you know chewing scenery at all it just it seems like dialogue but it's really sharp you know yeah
2: it's it seems decently real and it just like oh that's a that's a clever thing that he just said rather than like wow that's really well written it just and that speaks to the acting as much as it does the dialogue um but no the thing i was gonna say was uh do you guys remember the movie prancer yeah yeah so sam elliott uh that was shot in my hometown where i live currently laporte indiana Mm -hmm. so my back in the day (laughs) sam elliott came to town and i before this uh, podcast i called my mom and i said hey what do you remember about sam elliott coming to town and she said he could not have been nicer like that thing you want to hear about all celebrities where there's just the night he would stop his dinner he would give you an autograph take a picture he was just the sweetest person ever and uh shout out laporte indiana
3: He's, uh, he's like the, he's like he was on Parks and Rec. <laughs> so,
0: I love uh, how corny that scene is where they're like, let's just look at our reflection for a second and see how perfect mm-hmm. everything is. <laughs> it's like, like yeah. this is going to last. <laughs> just like Marty so and Doc
3: do. taking a picture by the clock.
2: No
1: way this could turn south for all of us. <laughs> no, of course not. Life is going to be perfect and wonderful from here on in.
0: I like the idea that Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott are just, like, such big screen presences that, like, Bill Paxton's like, I guess I'll just eat an apple so people
2: remember that I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, remember when I threw the apple? It was such a good scene.
0: We were trying to cut that all the time for time, but we just couldn't figure out a way
2: out
0: of it. I'm looking at the wider cast, by the way. Like That's no slouch as far as everybody that got involved in that movie. Although, I feel bad for Dennis Quaid, who's like, I gotta follow Val Kilmer's Doc Holliday with this... hey you guessed it Frank Stallone
1: I always kind of conflated this movie a little bit with Silverado because it was cause they, it was a couple times they tried to bring westerns back in the 80s and in the early 90s and mm-hmm. yep there's Frank and, and Val
3: you know like was it like Defoe was supposed to play this but like he wasn't marketable because of uh passion of the Christ right or last or last temptation, last temptation of Christ last temptation yeah. of Christ. That was like five years prior like geez.
1: Oh, stigma, that movie, man.
3: That, I mean, the stigma of that movie, left
2: like, it, jeez.
1: No, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say this is one of Kilmer's best roles. I mean, yeah.
2: Obviously. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think this is his best role, in my yeah. opinion. This is my favorite. Doc Holliday is my favorite character that any actor has ever portrayed. I just think that he's, he's pitch perfect. It's just so fun to watch. We watch every scene he's in over and over again. Awesomely quotable. Just a fantastic, fantastic performance. And no I'll, now I'm going to go, uh, you know, Cry to my pillow tonight. D- uh, <laughs> d-
3: ditto,
0: Frank Stallone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same can
1: be said for Frank Stallone. <laughs> no,
0: but yeah, he's having a ball with this thing, and he's doing it like well, looking like clammy and like sick the entire movie. Like I, right. I, I tend to forget that when I think about Tombstone when I'm not watching it. As far as like, yeah, he's like dying this entire movie. Yeah. Then when I watch it, it's like, yeah, he is, but he's so good here too. He's so it's like the coolest sick person you've ever seen in a movie. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, crazy too did did. that they picked <laughs> this part of their they like this part of their history, you know, mm-hmm. to do this story about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, Earp had retired. He already had all those you know great you know event, legendary adventures as a lawman. Doc Holliday is on his, you know, almost on his deathbed. I mean, it's, it was an interesting choice for them to come to this, you know, point of their story in their personal lives.
3: But it makes it stick out rather than just oh, just another good old boy adventure. Yeah, exactly. you know, it puts them in a much more interesting place and makes the film much more notable. Which Is it- speaking of notable though, Aaron, you had we had we had some issues. <laughs> on it, as notable as this
0: finding people, right? Yeah, I mean. We're talking about Tombstone as if like, hey, everybody loves Tombstone, but like, yeah, finding guests for this, for, you know, going through my, the, you know, the many guests that we've had on this podcast, I kept asking people like, who hey, you want to be on a Tombstone commentary, and so many hadn't seen it, which was so concerning to me. It was like, what? This is the movie that's a blind spot. I was so like rattled by this information. So yeah.
2: So again, it's Ben uh, kind of uh Go flick <laughs> yourself. I was number thirty-seven on the list. Thanks for having me. <laughs> No, happy, I really like I mean,
1: join mean, Pacula in this role too. It's just like you know the ride or die yeah. uh, you know, sidekick to to Doc Holliday.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, no, I, I, I was I was happy yeah to get you on here Ben because yeah you are a giant Tombstone fan and like yeah why, why, that's what I wanted to get this show so we can talk about this movie and like go into detail on it because there's a lot oh, to, there's a lot to it there's a lot to it I feel
3: like me. this movie was everywhere as a boy or a male like this was like everywhere. When it came out, like people, like guys, love it was like a a guy movie uh, when it came out at the time, like very popular. I mean, I think there were like people had like posters. It was like a you know it could be like oh, yeah, college dorm room
1: poster, yeah. like
3: unavoidable Tombstone. Even guys that didn't like westerns like Tombstone.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in that camp. I'm not a big western fan, but I love this movie. No, yeah. super accessible.
2: And I remember after I watched this, when I was like, I think I was. 13 or 14 when this came out uh, but it, it turned me on to older westerns because this was like this was a blockbuster and then I was like oh I wonder if I like Westerns so then my dad showed me you know the the old Sergio Leone and and just got me into that world and yeah I love a lot of them
3: like it was entering a point where you know westerns I think like the 80s had been like the like a barren time but like westerns were finally phased like, out and then they came back as like a prestige picture aside from the the uh, young guns which was like the like a teen western.
0: I mean, those are like this. I'm that falls into this category as far as like it's a blockbuster right. that happens to be you know set using that genre as its template. Where right. like like if you want to talk about like old fashioned westerns, I think like Heaven's Gate was probably the thing. that's like all right, we're not doing this <laughs> like for now. <laughs> we're taking a break here. <laughs> 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 like.
2: Right. I remember this scene where they were talking about and look at the girls and I was like the whores like what are you? you're
1: pointing <laughs> the funny, prostitute
2: look at that whore there's Martha so many right you,
1: buddy. girls that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> so funny there's girls really the oldest profession.
3: <laughs>
0: We're, we'll get into what I think is just an incredibly amount of, incredible amount of stubbornness that goes on with most of these characters for this movie of how they can solve their problems. Because it's like, there's so much, like, there's cowboys here, and there's white Earp here, and I understand it's based on history, but it's like, I mean, at some point you just got to kind of move away from this. So if you want to, like, keep some kind of peace, it seems. <laughs> there's so much, like, ego involved in all these decisions that everybody's making. And the cowboys run things, even though there's a sheriff, and this guy...
2: That even though I think later on when they they like outlaw guns mm-hmm. and every even the townsfolk is up in arms like you can't take my guns like have you been seeing what the cowboys are doing this is a bad idea
0: now uh, they're all wearing wait, black hats a... by the way
3: just no yeah kidding. right. <laughs> No, the uh, dire- the original director was the writer, and he was fired,
0: right? I believe something like and, yeah, Kevin the, and, yeah,
3: and Kevin and Cos- uh, George P. Cosmato's the um uh, director of uh, Cobra,
0: Cobra, and uh, Rambo, uh, Ram- Ram- Rambo, Rambo First Blood Part Two,
3: and uh, <laughs> Leviathan, which I I like Leviathan. That is a um, movie, and <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's a B picture, um. And uh, like, but like, isn't like Kurt Russell like yeah, kind of really Kurt Kurt the director?
0: Directly, yeah, yeah. C- compared yeah. to what I think is an unjust thought when it comes to Toby Hooper and Poltergeist, I actually do believe that Kurt Russell probably directed most of the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he was pretty much the height of his powers at this point, as far as star power and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean,
0: and like, I don't think anyone really. Sits but I think Cosmatos has admitted it too. Is, yeah, is, 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 yeah. Such, such, too, yeah, And this is yeah. the second to last movie, like, credited movie too.
3: So
1: it's... Yeah. It just—it's cool. To, I mean, it was interesting that, like, like you said, you know, after Heaven's Gate*, there were there was a lot of hesitation to put a decent budget behind a western, and yet the production values are so nice in this. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. The the um you know like we already talked about the Casper I mean just look at the sets look at the costumes I mean it just it really went all out and uh, especially they really took a chance considering you know the westerns were kind of on the wane.
3: Well, it was post Unforgiven where the and Dances with Wolves kind of brought things a little back. It didn't bring yeah. them back to prominence,
0: but but even then these movies are all being made around the same time, so yeah, it's more it's still kind of a gamble. I mean. Yeah, in, like they're already in production. It's Definitely not a and, sure thing. And this and wider didn't like. I think one. Like, I presume wider since it came out later. Didn't wider have to be like delayed because they were making Tombstone at like the same time and they couldn't use like certain places or like they rented out people that were doing costumes or stuff. I think we're some... using this
3: desert. No, there's... we're using.
0: This... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when No Country and There Will Be Blood had like there'll be blood was making too much smoke in the sky and oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cohen's like couldn't do certain shots because there's too much stuff going on on the other side of like texas when they're filming
2: kevin cosner's like i want a horse and like we're out of horses what happened tombstone
0: russell's got him
2: <laughs> Kurt russell
3: <laughs> cohen brothers is like you wait till the oscars we will have our revenge
0: <laughs> here's a mustachioed and much plumper billy bob thornton in one of his first screen roles
3: yeah Look at this guy like this guy will marry Angelina Jolie. No.
0: Mm-hmm. This is what he was more of like he was still like just like a writer and like not much yeah. of an actor at this point. Like he wasn't right. doing much acting. So this is like Sling Blade's a couple years off. Uh huh. Yep. But he wrote what's it? Um not, well, is it it's not Lone Star, is it one of the other not... One false move, that's what it is. I, I was confused for some reason. That was a good movie.
3: Lone Star, a spaceball story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's where he needs barf. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> and even though this is kind of a, a bit, obviously a bit role for him, it's still when when he stands up and goes eye to eye with Kurt Russell here, it's it's great. I mean, the back and forth is fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the confidence in Kurt Russell in these early scenes before he became, basically becomes unhinged and mad all the time. Like, he's so, like, just right. smooth as his head is wider. There's a, lot, there's a lot of, like, stepping up in this
3: movie in, like, the first half, I noticed when I went back. There's a lot of scenes of just, like, trying to... Who can
0: stand their ground the longest? Yeah, I'd love to see a montage of people in Western standing up from tables
1: dramatically.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I kinda like the way they played with that in Buster Scruggs in the first set. Oh like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just bitch slapping him. <laughs> like he doesn't even he doesn't even deserve a real punch, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Like he's almost gonna cry, it's great. Yeah. yeah. You to know, cry? Like, cry? He's
0: like, I'm not gonna pull my gun out because you're probably gonna shoot me much quicker than I would shoot you. Like he knows it
3: murdering you is now off the table. I just need to get to the door. <laughs> and what's
0: great is, like, it's not as if he's emasculated enough. And then Val- Doc Holliday is going to come in and do it even more. <laughs> like, it's going to be even better when he gets outside.
2: Yep. By the year, I love it. Ear.
1: Yeah, great.
2: <laughs> well, but, yeah, you were right. It's the steely-eyed look, man. He's got
1: a 90s oh. Russell with the steely-eyed look. It doesn't get any better than that. It was so funny when I watched Overlord recently. I was watching it, and I'm like, you know, this guy really reminds me of Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the cast, I'm like, oh <laughs> that's why. Why
3: why Wyatt Russell's almost like if Kurt Russell was the dude. Like that's pretty much yeah, like in a lot a little, of
0: in a lot of his roles. There's a lot of bridges in his in that formula. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that Wyatt Russell, though. I, I, I no, look, he's good. I look forward oh, to seeing where he's I love that movie. But he's good. But, and it's like, he's good there, but he's like, with Lodge 49 and some other stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. and like, everybody wants some. It's like, he's got range. Like, I like seeing well, the different that? things that he's been doing. I thought it he was so fantastic. Nice.
3: Uh, what was the Aubrey Plaza movie where she plays that, like, social media stalker? Ingrid Yes, oh, West. Yes, he was, West. he was great in that, because he's kind of like your typical Wyatt Russell. And then he takes a nice turn. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, he can... He really does have a good range. It's it's a deceptive range. Wait, wait, too. Wait,
2: wait! This right here, where <laughs> they're all shaking hands, having, all... <laughs> having fun, where he's holding a rifle right, right, on. And, yeah, and Doc Holliday says, "I forgot you were there." Yeah, that's the best. <laughs> oh, oh sorry, I forgot
0: you were there. You you may go. <laughs> and he says, "And he says, thank you." Like,
4: so...
2: <laughs> so good. Just the amount of people in the background and like you were talking about the the production value of something like this, where hundreds of extras every day, because a lot of the scenes shot in this film were not, you know, uh, you know, up and close. They did a lot of a lot of crowd scenes and a lot of bar scenes full of people. So it just they spent uh, they spent the money and it shows for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're at a time, obviously, where there's not, you know, you can't just have CGI populate in the background, right. so you just have to build a whole town and have a whole bunch of people and everything here. And, yeah, it shows. Like, I would, there's a, if there's a lack of, perhaps, grittiness that you would see in, obviously, like Spaghetti Westerns and something like that, it, it's still, you know, for being a big studio production of a Hollywood Western, like, it works. Like, it's a good-looking good movie. It has Versus. the kind of, the sheen on it that, I don't think distracts. I think it just makes it feel more lived in.
1: Yeah, I like the way Doc Holiday refuses to shake hands with Bayhan, and Bayhan's kind of the dandy compared to everyone else. It's, I,
0: I it's like cool. that. I like how Wyatt Earp introduces Doc Holliday to him, and he's like, "Piss on you, Wyatt!" Like he's really pissed off that he's, like, <laughs> he's daring to make him be the center of attention to this guy.
2: Oh yeah, because I think he says something like, "We're going to be as big as San Francisco mm-hmm. in a few years." Uh, speaking of Tombstone, and then Doc Holliday's like, "Yeah, it's a real up and coming town here."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Creek Johnson, that's a fun. That's a fun name.
2: <laughs> Is it the other guy, Texas Jack? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think <laughs> Texas Jack and Creek Johnson, maybe.
0: Creek
3: Johnson sounds like the straight-to-video guy if Batista turned you down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sorry I was to take your guns. <laughs>
3: it's a nice old man from Gremlins. Yep.
2: Is oh that who shit. that is?
0: That's
3: right. He gets his hand in the mailbox. Oh,
0: that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Bill Paxton and Michael Bean in the movie, I think they're all like, y'all, we get them Cameron boys in this movie?
1: Oh, this is when we drop off Daniel. And Billy Zane. There's With Bill Zane. <laughs> With That's Billy Zane hair of all movies, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just watched... I had to do a uh,
0: Critters...
1: Oh, Daniel, tell me.
0: Sorry. Oh, yeah. But speaking of the, the few female cast members of this movie, does... I know it's not her, but doesn't Kurt Russell's wife look exactly like Gretchen mole? Yes. Yeah. No, well, like I had to look thing, this yeah. up. Cause I'm like, wait, that's not Gretchen. Moll? Like that was how convinced I was. That it was Gretchen. Moll. Yeah.
2: They keep introducing more and more characters. You got to, what, how far, you know, we We're 26 minutes in uh-huh. and they're still introducing new characters. But it, it, when I watch the movie, it doesn't feel like, holy shit, another character. It just feels like they're adding more texture to the movie.
3: Was China Beach still on when she was in this, or was this right after?
1: I think it was about the same time. I'll I'll look it up real quick. Hang on.
3: I'm I'm in the middle of searching, but she was still on the screen. I didn't want to.
1: Still my favorite Lois Lane.
0: 91, so now it's over. Oh, no.
3: Okay. She was uh, a couple years off of it.
0: Was it like Vietnam Mash? Uh,
1: Yeah. It was Not kind it. of the launching point for Dana Delaney and Mark mm-hmm. Helgenberger. It was very popular.
0: Yeah. This this is maybe one of my, like, fav- like stealth favorite scenes of the movie, because it's like all of the main characters have assembled for some reason to watch a show. <laughs> like, and, and they're acting as, like, the critics, including the cowboys and the herps. It's like, okay, I guess they're all just having a bunch of fun. And and Billy Zane apparently is like the one that measures up to like what they what they want out of entertainment.
2: It's like a guy that doesn't flinch when you shoot at him.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and it's like that ever like the cowboys of the things that they need to do in the town. They're like, guys, we're going to the show tonight. <laughs> and it's like their like proto version of the Gong Show apparently, where it's like, well, if we can't approve of them, we'll just shoot at them and see what happens.
1: <laughs> Take that, Chuck Barris. Terry O'Quinn.
0: <laughs> yeah, Terry. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. yep. Norman Rockefeller himself, or sorry, uh, what's his name? Um, Rocketeer, um,
1: John Locke. Uh,
0: what's what's it? Um, Howard Potter. Hughes. Howard Hughes himself. Sorry. There you go. And go back to it. Northern Exposure. Exactly. It was Northern Exposure, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: this is right during that show, I believe. Right. This is. Yeah. Yeah. I was a big fan of Northern. Exposure. My dad and I watched Northern Exposure back in the day. That
1: was Heck one. yeah.
3: This was a banner year for Delaney. She had Mask of the Phantasm. Same year. Yep. Yeah. Also <laughs> followed same, up same
0: week. <laughs> yeah. Same week. Yeah, came the book came out Christmas Day, apparently. Right, right around then.
1: I remember oh, there's Jason Priestley.
3: Yep, I remember That's being a, like one
1: of, I remember being one of twelve people watching Mask of the Phantasm that week <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in the movie theater.
0: Yep. Nobody was oh crazy, but oh well. I for some reason like my memory's blank there like I feel like I might have seen it in theaters but at the same time I I know I saw it at home I like rented it but at the, I like and I'm good at like because I my mom and I would see all the Batman movies when I was growing up and I it seems like we must have done this because I have a good memory of that movie even before it finally came on DVD and whatnot but it's like I can't quite that's the one I can't quite remember when I first saw it Yeah. Sure.
2: I want to yeah. know how historically accurate that is of them firing the weapons into the ceiling of the theater. Like, did because e- even back then when you were like, guns are fine, I would still leave, I think.
0: You know what that means, guys? We're going to take a road trip out to Arizona and to look at the old, the, old, yeah. the, old, the old theater and look up. And if the bullet holes are there, then spring comes early, I think, is how it works. <laughs>
1: I can Every time I see a theater scene in a um uh, a western movie, I can't help but think of blazing saddles and Lily bunched up. But
0: oh, she's so tired.
1: <laughs> I guess I should, she is. She's so tired. <laughs> Everything from the waist down is kaput.
0: Has Johnny Ringo said? Okay, he says like scattered things. Like he, he said.
1: Yeah, things. he said a few things in the opening scene too. Yeah,
0: he, yeah he doesn't talk much, but
1: when he does, there's that quote from Revelations. Yeah, classic. <laughs> He's the existential cowboy.
0: Yeah, of course. Every group has one. That was uh, uh, K- Kiefer Sutherland in Young Guns. He was the existential cowboy. <laughs> and um, you know, James Vanderbeek Beek in that one movie. You know that one we all know. You know that one movie. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Cowboys love Faust. That's a, that's a huge thing. huge true. Didn't <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You know that till this movie, but, you know. Yeah, yeah Faust is, so, is so hot right now.
0: I like Doc teasing him constantly
2: about this person, too. Like, in front of his wife. Like, like in front of his yeah, wife, no exactly. I'm trying to get some of that later, right? He's like, dude, she's right here.
1: I mean, she may be addicted to laudanum, but... Mm-hmm.
2: So...
0: Let's go over the Erp's plan right now. So Wyatt retired, and he like what sent for his brothers to come to this town so they can just like take up occupancy.
1: Well, he wants to be deal. Uh, he wants to be a dealer at that uh, hotel and make money.
0: Well, that wasn't his and initial boom plan, town. right? That, like I guess they just he at the
1: beginning. There's that great line in the beginning where he's like, you know, uh, rich man, you know, out here only, you know, it's goes, well, I already got the regret, so I might as well have the money too, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So they just want to set up shop, essentially. That's the Erp's plan, and all of this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Build a life rather than being a lawman. Like, be a businessman, be respected in that way, and make the money to go along with it. Yeah. Right.
0: They chose the worst place to go to try to do this. Pretty much. It seems like they could have vetted this place before.
2: They're like, are there
0: any you know local gangs that occupy the town and constantly cause monumental amounts of trouble?
2: You know, local gangs that easily could have taken over the Oriental and slapped Billy Bob Thornton or killed him, but didn't because Wyatt Earp had to do it
1: for the sake of a movie? Just me? Okay, that's fine. I mean... So I think you could go to, you know, Two website and check it out. Or...
0: They could have sent a carrier picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does look like Gretchen you right?
0: Like not just like passing resemblance. Like it just seems like exa- I, like I was so convinced. It's like I didn't know. Do- I, f- I forgot she was in this. And it's like no, no, not at all.
1: It's really got that old-school um, nighttime lighting, too. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously shot at night, but it's...
0: It's very smoky.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's very, like, three-dimensional lighting.
0: It's the closest you feel to, like, the kind of '80s, late 80s look and good Yeah, the kind of atmosphere you can look at kind of thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. you play pharaoh Deeds,
1: indeed
3: regular old tycoons you know
1: you bring You're, that word back you brought up a great point though aaron that val kimmer is able to play this so well and look so good doing it while he's all sweaty and clammy in every scene
0: yeah like wasn't he nominated for like an mtv movie award for like sexiest actor or something like that it's like something while, like, that, yeah. like while being sick <laughs> like, <it's> ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what awards count, guys? It's the MTV Movie Awards.
1: So. Oh yeah, it's the heaviest <laughs> of awards I've heard.
0: I get so nervous watching them.
1: Careers rise and fall.
3: I mean, look how look where it's taking Sophia Bush. <laughs>
1: the meteoric rise of Sophia Bush.
0: So, Tombstone was, like, it's not a hit, which <laughs> is, like, it, it did okay. I mean, for its time, like, 56 million domestic is what I'm looking at right now. Like, I remember it, it didn't, like, it didn't screen for critics initially or something. Like, it, like, it screened late. Because I know, um, I remember like, Siskel and Ebert like, they didn't review it, like, when it opened They reviewed it, like, weeks later because of, mm-hmm. like, the word of mouth was so strong for the movie, and they gave it two thumbs up. And it's like I was wondering like if it had like a chance. Well, I don't know why. It just feel it seems like it was like kind of dumped at Christmas for some reason. I guess presumably because like they never moved the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earth movie was coming out like months mm-hmm. later. And they're like, well, "Who cares about this splashy <laughs> western when you got this, you know, presumable prestige film from the director of Dances with Wolves?" But obviously, you know, it's caught on. It's it has, you know, it's a cult favorite when it comes to westerns and everything. It was, it was a popular no. rental for sure.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's one of those movies like Shawshank or whatever that really like found its audience on home video. Yeah, the VHS mm-hmm. boom really uh yes. worked for mm-hmm. this movie's favor. And so, I'm sure
0: like not so much anymore, but it was probably I'm sure it was like a, you know, TBS TNT kind of staple for many, many years as well. Oh, we yeah. know, drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Characters are welcome, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, yeah. I, I de- when I was in college even 7 years after the movie came out, I still had the poster on my wall when I went, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. I'm going to put the poster up." And I wasn't the only one.
1: Oh, this is a great scene with uh, Doc Holliday meeting Johnny Ringo, and oh yeah,
2: oh
0: yeah.
1: I think and, I hate him
0: and, and <laughs> his constant teasing of everyone. But just yeah, look, that's Johnny Ringo. Like <laughs> just saying it to his face. Shut up, Stephen Lang. Get out of this movie. <laughs> the best,
1: the best part about this scene, though, is them like kind of uh, the, doing the dozens in Latin. You know, <laughs> he like, says "in vino veritas," and he says, "you know, stick to what you're good at." and yeah, you know, This is like one of the few times my Catholic school upbringing served me well.
0: <laughs> I don't think Ringo blinks.
1: Like, yeah, he's, he's like, got his eyes on on Kilmer and not not taking him off.
0: And I like that he knows how good Kil like Doc Holliday is. Where it's like this guy is sweating and like looks like he's dying, yet he knows he's the toughest person in the room that he could black. Mm-hmm. He has to match eyes with. Right. Like, that's just good character work, honestly. Like, that's what that comes down to. Yeah. Is, like, making that.
1: John Ringo, that should break I break. hate him? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I hate him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, like, his doc's goal just seems to be can I, like, piss this guy off enough to, like, make him want to draw me so I can shoot him down? Like, that's, right. that's his sole like, purpose in this. And Wyatt's not taking any of it. He's like, I got a shotgun under the oh. table,
1: he's <laughs> got insurance. Mm hmm. It's just a great confrontation scene. I mean, when you're when you're out, like I don't know. I mean, Powers he like takes away the scene from Powers Booth and Kurt Russell. You know, it's just that's quite a feat in itself. But there's a Latin back and forth, right? Right. Oh, look, he's an educated man. <laughs> no, I really hate him. No, I really hate him. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm afraid of his Latin.
0: <laughs> so Val Kilmer, he's coming off what the Doors at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like and he like and this is like he's Val Kilmer has such a strange like career like where he had this like he has moments where he's hot where he like he has like roles he can play he can lead movies then he goes away for a while like, but yeah this like the like ninety what like maybe eighty nine to ninety five ninety seven that's like when he's kind of in his Peak zone, like well, like the Saint. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. the Saint was one that kind of did him the in Saint. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, top, even Top Gun. Yeah, that's like early, but it's after what Real Genius and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Heat, uh, Heat es- is huge. Yeah,
3: e- Escaping Batman and Robin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, Batman and Robin would be like the you know the, the that that's the same year as Heat, so that's like the, probably the peak of his fame as far as being a leading man and you know having various amounts of clout. And then, yeah, like, Island a Dr. Moreau happens, and it's like, oh, now he's a difficult actor to work with all of a sudden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And then, like, the Saint, ha- the Saint has to be, like, I guess, even Red Planet, but it's like, that movie's a giant flop. I guess The Saint seems like the last, like, legit kind of blockbuster-type movie that worked to some degree with him in the leading role.
1: Oh, but that movie failed. Yeah,
0: yeah, race. but I mean, it's certainly like it was set up as like a, he's gonna lead a new franchise now kind of movie, and it you know didn't do anything. I love that he's using a teacup to like, go back. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> and Ringo's looking at him like he's doing every single move, this exact same, just having to use not a gun instead.
3: Oh, at first sight, I remember.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at first sight, yep. of course. So. Yep. Yeah. Several sequels that we needed to that one.
3: Oh, he did. uh, you know, later, you know, he did more independent, but like Wonderland, when he played John Holmes, he was really right. good
1: in that. Kiss, yeah, kiss, bang, bang. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, when he, he yeah. kind of had a resurgence there in the two thousands with Salt and Sea. Yeah, I, 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 I liked Salt and sea. sea. Yeah, that was a good yeah, movie. That's,
0: that's what I'm still waiting for a Blu-ray for.
1: Finally. Yep. Well, I think it's one of D'Onofrio's best too. Denafrio
2: best Pooh it. Bear. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. Good. <laughs> Don't forget him as Dieter von Kumpf in MacGruber. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah!
4: Oh yeah!
0: No, he's got a, obviously he's got a lot of like I'm just a supporting player in these kind of thing roles or wild villain or just a bloated person in the background type thing. <laughs> like that's what like when um was it when Deja Vu came out and he's just like mm-hmm. a random like guy working like on the sides for Denzel. It's like oh you're just this guy now. Like you're not, you can just be in a Jerry Bruckheimer movie and just kind of be in the background and be okay with that. Good for you, I guess.
3: You know Russell Crowe's kind of going through his Fat Val Kilmer stage right now.
0: Yeah, but Russell Crowe also still leads movies.
1: So <laughs> that's, that's true. true.
0: <laughs> but for, yeah. for
2: what every, nice Robin Hood fat?
1: Oh, I just <laughs> happened to run into you here in this giant Western landscape.
2: Mm. <laughs> for <everybody>. You know <laughs> what, um, what is it?
0: David David Mamet's Spartan. I love that movie, and da- mm. and uh, Val Kilmer is great in the lead in that role. But yeah, again, there's you know there's just not many big movies for him we just say, because I don't think it's, like, I mean, maybe not so much now, just given the direct-to-video stuff he's doing, but, like, Valkyrie's never really been
1: bad. It's just, he's, he's just Do you of...
3: want to build a snowman? No.
1: Oh, look, like our horses like each other.
2: <laughs> I'm in a white shirt on a black horse, and you're in a black shirt on a white horse. Let's go. <laughs>
0: Clara oh Clayton. God. That's his Damn biggest it. John Wayne reading in the movie.
3: Damn it!
0: Well, they're really using their locations for this scene. Slow-mo horse jump! <laughs> that was a Russell call, I'm sure. You know
3: what would make this scene more romantic? Slow-mo horses jumping over That's a right. Hall.
2: They're like, how long's the movie? Two hours. Well, I want to make it two hours and eight minutes because we need this extended scene where we're hanging out for the whole
1: afternoon. It's symbolic. See, we're <laughs> we're
2: <laughs> in
3: love and we're we're horsing around. Get it? Yep.
1: Get it? <laughs> oh wait, and your horse is hard together.
2: Heat. See, everybody's in heat. I get it. As you
3: wish.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, this really isn't far into Kilmer's career. I'm just looking at his philography. Yeah, it's like Top Secret, Real Genius, and Top Gun. He's got two top movies in two years.
1: Mm-hmm. Top Secret is hilarious. Top Secret top is That's Blu-ray I'm still waiting for, too. Oh, that's not on Blu-ray? Blu-ray? No. Wow, I'm surprised at that, because that it's movie's par- hilarious. It's
3: paramount. They don't it's rarely streaming. Yeah, So, yeah. That movie's hilarious. I like it better than Airplane. Fight me. Okay.
1: Back no, I'm not going to you on that. That movie is very underrated, underseen,
3: and he's amazing in it. It's his yeah, first he's movie. Great and in he's it. Poli- like he he doesn't play anything for like big li- like he is straight the whole movie, and the jokes that come out of his mouth
0: are just there's some you don't even catch because it's just brilliant. Like with first time, I think mm-hmm. part of the genius of the Zucker's not to go too far is that they know how to cast just the right people to to like hit those beats really well, so you can <laughs> get like Leslie Nielsen. And uh, what's his name? in um, airplane also. Um, or bridges. How <laughs> Robert, Robert Hayes and Haggerty, and and even like, um, was it like like Sheen works in those Hot Shot movies? Like oh, for yeah. what it, what they are? Like they, they get the right people.
2: She <laughs> O J Charlie? Simpson for sure.
0: O J Simpson of course, classic. We all we all praise him still. Charlie <laughs> Sheen is
3: like the ultimate like parody actor. Like he is super talented at that. Like even without the Zuckers, like for some reason that's like his,
0: that's like his expertise. It's a weird wheelhouse that he's been able to master. He yeah, is. It's, a good, it's a good thing that he's just a stand-up guy that we all still celebrate too. <laughs> yeah. he's, right.
2: he's so good at it that it rubbed off on Emilio Estevez enough for him <laughs> to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> anyway, Kurt Russell's still like just galloped, dancing around in the woods with this
2: girl. <laughs> exactly, that's why we're talking right now. We're now in a different in it, part boy. of the
1: woods. No horses. Still have a crush on Dana Delaney after just, all these years. There's what a what lot can I of like,
2: bronze
0: sunlight and flowers.
1: Yep.
2: I do remember after this scene when he goes home and his wife's like, where were you? And he's like, I was out. And that's really all <laughs> I had to say. Like, that's it. Again, the no conversation. She's whacked on opium.
1: She doesn't care.
2: Yeah. It's a little <laughs>
0: hilarious that we're like supposed to be celebrating Kurt Russell as a hero because he's like going out of his way to be away from his wife. It's like, what, what are <laughs> message are we trying to sell in this movie here? <laughs> She's sick and dying, so clearly he's just supposed to move on. That's the logical way we're supposed to think of this.
1: Makes sense. With that golden hour lighting. Mm -hmm.
2: Maybe this movie is just an allegory for the uh, opioid epidemic. Because Powers Booth, doesn't he murder somebody on drugs?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's yeah. a scathing
2: commentary about the opioid crisis. Yeah, I think the Dare program sponsored this movie.
4: Yeah,
1: no, I, <laughs> I, I, I... yeah, because that was the height of their power in '93. Yeah. it was drug awareness resistance herp. Yep. Yeah, there
0: you go, there you go, yeah. No, I, I watched Tombstone, Train Spotting, and. Uh, the... And and uh, and Breaking Bad just back to back to back just to like just cover all my bases when it comes to you know heavy drug use yeah
1: then Requiem for a Dream
0: Requiem for a Dream that's the chaser yeah
3: makes good for holiday season you know
0: this was a Christmas movie. (laughs) What's Kurt, where's Kurt Russell at this point? Like, he's, I mean, obviously he's, you know, he's doing his movies. but where he,
1: he just he did Kurt? that incredibly popular Netflix uh, Christmas movie with Goldie yeah. Hawn.
0: No, I, not right now. I, oh, I, okay, I thought you meant right now. No, I mean, where is he at this stage of his career? Because um, he's, come, Captain Ron is right before this, and Backdraft is right before this.
2: But then he does, like, doesn't he do, like, uh, Breakdown? Breakdown, uh, Stargate,
3: and Executive Decision, and
2: those are kind of where he it. He's still an A-list guy, but he's he's waning in popularity. He's maybe he's
3: getting to do what he wants, and it's not always choice <laughs> t- turning out like because like Escape from LA was uh, a Kurt Russell has power and gets to make the movie. Oh,
2: absolutely! Movie. That basketball scene alone is look at Kurt <laughs> Russell has power. That's that said, no, I that's mean,
3: John Carpenter. And... John Carpenter is a huge basketball fan.
2: I would say yeah, but I, I read movie. though that oh. Kurt Russell like demanded that he made that shot with no like computer effects. Oh, okay. Just did it like fifty thousand times until he actually hit it. Gotcha. Which I, just, I mean, those
0: those two they made the movie they wanted to make. Whether almost, we like right. it or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. they made
2: that's their right. movie. <laughs> but like, no one's making Escape from
3: L.A. unless Kurt Russell has the power to say we're making Escape from L.A. Right, <laughs> Like, and they what, had Stargate Kurt, though too. So what, what did was, Kurt was, Russell was do in the
2: early two thousands then?
0: Early two thousands he has Vanilla Sky, which I yeah. think he's terrific in. Oh yeah. And I even if you don't well, like Vanilla Sky, and I know a lot of people don't, I do, but I think he is really good in that movie. Except for one character. scene and you can see why they cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the, the leading scenes of Vanilla Sky. <laughs> yeah. And then well, he, he had, has he has that three thousand miles to Grayslam of Costner where
2: both oh, of them had so boy. much
0: ego where they both like edited
2: their own cuts of the movie. That was, okay. I just saw that earlier this year for the first time. They so did
1: Miracle, which was like a real crowd pleaser movie. I mean. Oh, yeah, oh, that it, was like oh yeah. Dark Blue. He got good reviews. Dark, Blue's Dark another Blue another one where
0: he's very good because he's playing somewhat against type because he's a dirty cop. Yeah. And the Sky High movie. Sky High's fun. Yeah. I, hold on. This is great. This
3: oh, totally is in
0: church.
2: Like, <laughs> you know, Frederick fucking Chopin. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good
0: scene. Thomas Hayden Church was a real bastard too, which is impressive because Tom and Church is very likable. So it's like yeah. the fact that he's like yeah. a dick in this movie. It's like, oh, that's a change of pace.
2: Yeah, because he's coming out being the, the dumb mechanic from wings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thomas H. Church is so likable that he like in he and Killer Joe is like this movie's so like dark and yet he like
2: brightens things up because of his performance in that movie.
1: Yeah, here he comes out of the opium den. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I remember what happens here. Okay.
0: And it's very sad because it's like, yeah, the <laughs> sheriff didn't do
2: anything. He's just trying right. to keep the peace. And you can see, I remember because it's, he begrudgingly goes out, and he's like, "Well, I guess I gotta go do something." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because this is what opium's like.
0: Yeah, that's what. Uh, John oh, look at that! And his home. face
1: just changes.
0: If there are some issues with this movie, I do think it's missing out on getting more from Curly Bill because I would like to know like some of the stuff that like drives him because he's like mm-hmm. he's a bastard, obviously. But it's like like what you just said, Jim, where he, like he just changes his whole expression. It's like he's got demons. I'd like to know what those demons are. <laughs> it makes him be this way.
1: Man, I've been a huge Powers Boost fan ever since the Jim Jones story. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's always been one of my favorite actors. He was a
3: he was a he was a great Hans Gruber in uh, Sudden Death.
1: <laughs> nice, <laughs> still filmed here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh,
3: I, I do. I am a, I'm a unabashed Sudden Death fan. When you have Van Damme versus a mascot, how can you beat that? Yeah, How the can latest, you hate that movie. The
0: latest um, Hans Gruber I've seen was Ray Stevenson in uh, uh,
1: Final Score with um, Dave. Patiste. I
0: still haven't seen that. That's a fun. It's the best Die
1: Hard movie of this year. I haven't seen it yet. Who is the Hans Gruber in uh, Skyscraper?
0: Um, A random, like, Norwegian actor, and it's not flavorful, flavorful and it's very disappointing. because like, oh, was like, so why'd you make a Die Hard movie and then forget to have colorful villains? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, because he's like, he's handing the guns in, and then he yeah. trick
2: shots them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just funny, like, wait, what? Good nah.
1: lord. And then the other sheriff's just watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Listen, this is a dastardly place. We I don't get... want to get blood on my derby.
2: <laughs> and
0: there is, like, it's obviously he's a horrible person, but, like, that moment of, like, wait a minute, did I just do that kind of thing? Like, you can see that there's a sense of remorse he has for what he just did. Like, he's the kind of bully that gets why he's being a bully. And, like, there's little things like that. Or it's like, okay... It's not, it doesn't make it forgivable, but like, Jesus, <laughs> it's like, shot this guy.
3: Maybe I went too far this time.
0: And Stephen Lang's like, let him go.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turn him loose. This is, uh, this is the fulcrum that kind of starts the thing between them.
2: Oh, yeah. He's mm-hmm. getting in between everybody. And the whole time they know how serious he is. This is a great example of that. Right here, he's—he's oh, he, he's not going to do anything, and then, boom, it changes right there where everybody mm. knows he's really going to do something.
1: I'm Kurt Russell. I'm not messing around with you. Right.
0: <laughs> I like that Stephen Leg like, Ike. He thinks he can like I can just walk up to him and probably get my way, and <laughs> that immediately changes. He ain't bluffing.
2: The uh, some of the dialogue I remember from this, like when he's slapping Billy about Thornton around and he tells him to pull out his pistol. But he says, you know, take out that smoke wagon. And mm-hmm. I remember in this scene, he says, I'll split your head like a canoe. So they're using, you know, the colloquial terms from back in the day. It's just really funny because mm-hmm. I take it very seriously when I'm watching. It. it doesn't take me out of the picture. But at the same time, like, you know, I'll split your head into a canoe that that doesn't hold up <laughs> in our language these days. It's just really funny.
0: Meanwhile, Doc Holliday's like, I got two guns, one for
1: each of you. Classic wine.
2: It's the best. Classic wine. Love it.
1: Morgan's here to to do business.
0: And I'm here, too. I'm Bill Paxton. Virgil. Does anybody have an apple I can throw? (laughs) We'll be seeing you. Kurt Russell's built himself up pretty well at this point. Like he's got these kind of like a mix of genre things and like some prestige like things like Silkwood in the eighties to kind of get him up there. Then he's got some hits. Right. Once he gets a like Goldie for Overboard, which I believe is like a hit. Yeah. Tequila Sunrise I know is a hit, regardless of quality. Um, Tango and Cash again, regardless of quality, was a you know <laughs> it was a hit. <laughs> He's very bankable at this point. And, uh, sure. and backdraft, of course, that was that was a big. Oh yeah, that was huge. Which I don't think is a very good movie, but it's fine. We <laughs> so, you know whatever.
2: Yeah, even in ensemble you know casts, he has the ability to stand out in that movie. I remember him from Backdraft, even though that was a who's who mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm.
0: They had everyone's third favorite Baldwin. Really. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to think of who the second favorite Baldwin is. <laughs> is, it, is it Steven still? I think we're away from that now. I think we've moved on from Steven. W- was he ever the second favorite one? I don't think. Well, I think there was a brief period. Where like, like, Billy
3: Baldwin was, like, the second favorite one if you go, like, 90s. Yeah. a I lot mean, of
1: stuff. He was good on Homicide.
0: Yeah.
2: I just really like uh, unrelated Adam Baldwin. Just my favorite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's Daniel. Adam and Steven certainly have similar likes. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, Daniel. Ba- What's amazing about the Baldwin's and amazing's in quotes is how much they look like each other. It's it's it's. Well,
3: Daniel's like, well, now it's kind of weird, but he was always like fat Alec. Uh huh. And like Alex. And, and then Alec. and then Billy was skinny Alec.
0: Yeah. And now they're all relatively the same.
3: <laughs> and then Stephen was like something
0: weird happened Stephen when they was were like making Ethan him. Stephen Hawk Baldwin. And then like, <laughs> things, yeah. And then things changed very quickly. <laughs> But there was like a brief midpoint in the nineties where like Stephen Baldwin suddenly became like he could be fun and Biodome. and like yeah exactly right. oh, no yeah, something, like, something weird like threesome and like be like somewhat bankable. Then like he became Barney Rubble and everything went to hell.
2: He was yeah. very reality bites ish. He had yeah, a very exactly that that Gen X look. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: He was the baby bro.
3: You know, he was the Lance Bass of the Baldwins. Yeah. <laughs> to to
0: Daniel's Joey Fat one.
3: Yes, yeah. There we go. There you go.
0: <laughs> Alec Baldwin was the Justin <laughs> and... <laughs> Which which makes Billy Chris. So we got all the NSYNC most of the NSYNC members down. Okay.
2: So there's the turn where of course Sam Elliott's character just decides I can't profit off of not being you know, off these people's misery mm-hmm. just because we're retired doesn't mean we should stay retired.
0: And you can tell from his sad mustache where he's like, oh, we got to make a turn now.
2: Got to do things the right way. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: got a good sarsaparilla? Yeah,
2: sarsaparilla. <laughs>
3: yeah. Time, Time to, to tap, tap
0: the Rockies. Go <laughs> You have to curse so much. I don't like seeing Virgil go.
2: (laughs) So I know earlier we talked about uh, this. It was an interesting choice of time period to (laughs) focus on the Wyatt Earp story. And even though this movie is, it could be summed up as, oh, it's the fight at the OK Corral. It's really not.
0: Yeah, because that's no. yeah, next. <laughs> it's the next. It's basically like mm-hmm. the next. You know, scene. like so, and There's still
2: an hour of movie left after. So that. you know, how do you pitch this? In you know, as well besides like Kurt Russell is going to do what he's going to do because he's a powerful star, but how do you pitch this as that? Like, well, it's about the OK Corral, but not really. It's more about the family. Like I don't know. It's just a very weird pitch that got through.
0: Yeah, the well, structure said, of this movie is kind of insane. When you like really think about where the climax is, which characters make it to certain points, given that it's based on history, you have you like you have to kill off certain people at certain points. But it's like there's so much movie after what would be the end of most other movies. Absolutely, well, that's, that's what they said
3: that a lot of people were interested in was that, like you know the OK Corral would be the end of every movie, but they're like right. let's let's make a movie where it's actually the beginning of something.
0: Which actually yeah. it makes a level of sense given. Who's involved in the gunfight at the OK Corral? It's like Johnny Ringo's mm-hmm. not there, Curly Bill's not there, and they're like the heavies. I mean, this then the, this thing you just get like Ike, Thomas Aiden Church, and like what Corbett. Like if and, and most some of them don't even die. So it's like, yeah, why would you end it here? There's a lot more stuff yeah. to happen, and like the herps yeah. are still under threats. There's no like uh, that. Now that comes back to when I said that oh. this movie's fairly accurate about everything that's going on. It's like, yeah, there wouldn't make sense to end a movie here because. Even... it's not done yeah there's <laughs> there's so much more story to be told as far as the what happens to the herps next what happens to the rest of the cowboys like mm-hmm. cowboys don't suddenly go away after this fight happens well it's What's like
3: it's like making an alamo movie where the alamo stuff that we all clamor for is the first act and then you you know continue after like the the repercussions of following it you
0: know i I will say that Alamo movie that did come out. I was a fan of that movie. I think there's some a lot of good stuff in there. But the one does... with
3: Tombstones Billy Bob Thornton. With Tombstones Billy Bob Thornton
0: <laughs> and um, with a Wyatt Earp's Dennis Quaid and um, and it is it Jason? And, and Jason no one at <laughs> And Speed Speed Jason Patrick. Nice Speed 2's Jason Patrick. <laughs> nice, so... there, you Jason Patrick. there you go. <laughs> but no, the, I mean, Billy Bob he is a great Davy Crockett in that movie. But yeah, it does have a problem of like. It uses the Alamo as, you know, the big, because it's the Alamo, and it just kind of, like, sums up, like, what happens next, where it's, like, and then Dennis, what's his name, Sam, Ah, I forget his name, then he comes in and and takes out Santa, like, it's just, like, all right, (laughs) there's more story. There there
2: is a Jason Patrick cruise control Alamo rental car joke somewhere, I just couldn't put it together.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think well, the thing that really like struck me about this is every other time that they've, they've done the gunfight the Ok Corral in a movie it's always the herbs and the stalwart lawman you know trying to keep order in the town and then you know the the um the Clanton you know boys or whatever coming in causing trouble it's uh you know this really shows how reluctant why it is to like get mm-hmm. back into being a lawman after his you know his days or whatever I mean Morgan and Virgil pretty much have to I mean we just had this scene with them in the the jailhouse where they had to talk, you know, trying to talk him into it and stuff. It's and the to the credit, of, Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was just, it's the kind of thing where this, I mean, it's a big Hollywood Western, but it's not like it's super expensive. And because of that, you can't make right. it nonstop action. That's it. The second hour of this movie is mostly nonstop action, <laughs> but you have a whole first hour. That's basically just devoted to character. Like there's not a, there's not a ton of, there's no gunfights that are taking place there's people that fire some guns occasionally or whatnot, but it's all about developing all of these different people. And so the, the, by having being limited to some degree and having a, you know, some talented screenwriter going on here, like it, it, it does a great job of, I mean, we already praised many of the actors that we see here, including, you know, Val Kilmer, obviously, but like you get a great sense of where everybody lies, where their allegiances are, what state it irps in to be drawn into a situation. So you're, you're all set to go at this point to be like, let's see, let's see the, you know, let's see the thunder get brought here and have everyone take off and go against each other now that all this, you know, everything's on the table. Like after all this tension, they're still like, let's play a game together.
2: Right? <laughs> That'll probably go Nothing well. Nothing else to do in this town. <laughs> But I think that the historical accuracy part we were talking about earlier where uh when I remember now when Wyatt and his brothers are talking and like you know Virgil and, and what's uh Bill Paxton's name in the movie Morgan
1: Morgan Morgan yeah
2: so Morgan and Virgil are talking and Wyatt tells them I've only ever killed one man yeah and they that, that part of this movie of him basically bluffing all the time because of his reputation mm-hmm. and getting away with it and then it, telling them when he closes the door that he, it's true. He's only ever done that, you know, one time and it changed him. And so it's, it, the, that, uh, you know, you got to say thank you f- to the to the filmmakers for not making this blustery kind of, you know, nickel story out of the whole thing and, and saying that while when Texas lawman killed everybody all the time, it just kind of the accuracy with that is pretty impressive for a blockbuster. Yeah.
0: It's not quite the same, but Butch Cassidy in The Sundance is fairly similar, where Paul Newman's character, like, he's, he's, he's a talker. He's a guy that wasn't ruthless, at least in the film version of him, and he's the same where he has it, like, before, once they get down to what? Peru, where they go? Bolivia. Bolivia. Um, it's like I've never been in a gunfight before. Like he's that's like that's the situation where he's at at that point, and he has to like reckon with the fact that he's going to have to participate and shoot at people for the very first time. Right. And it's it's neat seeing like yeah these movies about you know macho Western men, lawmen, outlaws, what have you, who have to actually dig into the fact that they need to become a little bit ruthless in order to survive. Um, it's it's a neat dynamic to play in movies like this. And also why yep. I love Unforgiven so much, because that's a movie about people that have, you know, guys that have been ruthless their entire life that have chosen to get away from that. And now they're like, well, now I have to reckon with the sins of the past in order to right some wrongs.
2: Right. right that's yeah. a great Western.
1: I think right. this, like Unforgiven, really does a good job of subverting a lot of those Western tropes, you know? I mean, yeah. what other what other movie would have Doc Holliday passing out from tuberculosis on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And they call
2: they keep calling him uh, lung, lunger like that's the the slang uh, right. for a guy with tuberculosis like the yeah. right. pejorative term is lunger which is just a disgusting term.
0: Well, they could be it could be worse. They could be called Ike Clanton.
2: <laughs> 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 but we,
0: we 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 talked over, it, but I like what again. Doc Holiday just like just wants to piss everyone off and he, he's telling us like maybe it's just not maybe poker's just not your game. I know. How about the spelling, <laughs> spelling <be>? <laughs> 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 It's a sick burn. It's really good. <laughs> you can get sick the stand out, guys. It's a sick burn. Sick burn. If you want to talk about Kevin Costner westerns that I am a fan of, Open Range is uh, a movie that mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. I, I, I it, it takes a good long time to set everything up, but I think it earns it because the gunfight at the end of Open Range is one of my favorite gunfights in any movie. Like, it's so... <laughs> precise in what it's doing and very accurate where you have people that are standing like feet away from each other but because the revolvers are the way they are not everyone's accurate and it shows people reloading and running away and getting into kind of various hiding positions in order to participate it's just that's a you guys, you or at least Brandon and Jim, you guys know I'm not the biggest Kevin Costner fan but that movie really works K-Coz, for Hey
3: guys, yeah, you love him <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Aaron was down on BV Batman vs Superman and then all of a sudden Costner show up, he's like, movie saved.
0: (laughs) You know how ridiculous I felt when I'm like, this guy, he's coming in here now. (laughs) That said, before a couple years ago, neither Costner or Denzel Washington have never done sequels before. And now only Kevin Costner can say at least he's done a a better sequel to some degree than Equalizer 2. So he's got that going for him.
3: Congrats, Kev. Yep, you did it. You did it.
0: Here's a split diopter.
2: Kate, you're not wearing a bustle.
0: <laughs> what does the music for this? Bruce Botton, Broughton. What else is he done? He's an Oscar nominee. What for? Let's find this.
1: I don't know, but I wish Joanna Pacula did more movies. I always liked her.
0: He scored Dallas for 52 episodes. (laughs) So he's got that going.
3: Did he write the main theme?
0: I mean, he won an Emmy for Outstanding Music Composition, so I doubt it. It So so he's won an Oscar and an Emmy? He's an Oscar nominee. I'm trying to find what he was nominated for. Here we go. Here we go. Film Silverado. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was nominated for Silverado.
1: Mm.
0: So he's halfway to Egot. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's my new movie. Halfway to Egot. Halfway to Egot.
0: <laughs> it stars Lynn Manuel Miranda.
1: Yep. <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg.
0: <laughs> She's his mentor. Yep. You gotta earn it, child.
1: Things are getting heavy now. Yeah. He's checking his pocket watch, you know. <laughs> nice. Nice shot there.
0: The staging of a lot of this coming up is just really, really well done where you're going to get these kind of like you know, shots that establish the iconography of this movie. So much so that they're like, let's just end the movie with cool shots of them walking down the street in the town. Right.
1: (laughs) She's fine. Sure. Just ask her. She'll tell you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm looking at the box office and I'm just looking at like where westerns are and yeah Heaven's Gate is really like the film that's like alright we're gonna cool off on this for a bit and then it's not till like yeah Sil- Pale Rider and Silverado yeah. come out in the same year and yeah. it's, like, it's the first time you really get like some kind of notable westerns and yeah Young Guns is 88 Everwood's favorite western Back to the Future Part 3 comes in there mm-hmm. <laughs> Quigley Down Under so just, <laughs> speaking Quickly of mustaches, when of did us the ashes.
3: when did the quick and the dead come out?
0: Quick and the dead's ninety five, so that's after this.
3: I yeah, like quick and the dead quite a bit. I, I do too.
2: It's a yeah. fun.
0: I, I got that uh that four K Blu ray. Yeah, uh, that you reviewed, Brandon, and yeah, I, uh, I, it, it is a fun watch. It's not my favorite. Movie.
2: Well,
3: without Stan uh, without Sam Raimi, I don't think that movie's anything. But because of Sam Raimi,
0: it's oh, an yeah. incredibly fun movie. Oh yeah, the director's the star of that, show, and you have a great cast in there, and Sharon Stone, so I mean, it's a, it's a, the director (laughs) is the one that's really doing the work.
1: Yeah, the style of that movie is really what sold it to me.
0: I'll even say, having watched it again recently, I don't even mind Sharon, I'm not the biggest Sharon Stone fan, I don't think she's No, she's fine in that movie. But I think she, yeah, because she doesn't have to do much, (laughs) like, she doesn't have to save it, she just plays, like, Clint Eastwood, she just plays silence most of the movie, and, like, Mm -hmm. looks, stares at people. Well, yeah, you got Russell Crowe and DiCaprio in, like, supporting roles, and Gene Hackman, like, doing, like, a tw- a, a doubled version of his Unforgiven character that won him an Oscar.
4: Yes! <laughs> right.
0: And then people like Keith David showing up and getting, like, their heads blown off and stuff, so it's all fun. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, Dances with Wolves comes along, and that's a huge hit. The movie makes money. American Tail Fowl Goes West, obviously. Obviously, top
1: ten. And yeah, Tombstone comes along.
0: You can get bad girls and all female western.
1: Yeah, they're trying to recreate. Oh, here's an iconic shot.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. justice is coming
3: right there. Oh, they have Paxton with the.
1: Uh, yeah, somebody give me fish. an apple. Oh. <laughs> 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 See, it's the rule of threes. Rule of threes. There you go. <laughs>
2: You can't choose scenery.
1: chew you Apple. I yeah, there, kid. Were there, just the kid mm-hmm.
0: shocks him.
1: <laughs> Almost sure. shot in the face. Get out of
0: here. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure the robot chicken version, they just gun him down. Yeah. Maverick's <laughs> another huge hit around this time. Oh, oh Ma- yeah.
3: I forgot about Maverick. Yeah.
0: White Earth bombs.
3: Yeah. You know, two years later, uh, Bill Paxton would uh, team up with... Uh, Western actor veteran Rob Lowe for Frank and Jesse. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then, of course, you can't ever forget Wild Wild West. Yep, that's coming along
0: yep. at the end of the uh, end of the century ninety nine. Desperado, don't die, mm-hmm. Cisco baby. I really like Desperado. Desperate? That's not on this list for well, Well, I guess it's not. A, it's a, whatever. But yeah, Desperado is of fun. I don't to like water. After, after I mean, the whole uh, Robert Riga South of the Border uh, take on West yeah. works out. El
2: Mariachi. El
0: oh, Mariachi is good fun. Yeah. yeah. And once I'm a big time Upon a Time in Mexico fan. I think there's a lot of clever stuff going on. That's another one that's like the direct. The director's like the focus there, and Johnny Depp is yeah. you know his role in that movie. I mean, this is a quirky
3: uh, movie. I mean, follow you know, coming off the two it did, right, it sure. just go, it goes all in on the the quirkiness. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of a little different, yeah. but it's still entertaining. So, sure. That scene
0: where they are
3: cuffed and they're going down the building, come on. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, we're at the gunfight at the OK Corral. Yes. This mm-hmm. is the most Leonia gets with all the uh, close-ups on the faces.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really good. Like, luckily, with all the nervousness in the. It's eyes really and good, everything. except <laughs> for Doc. Yep. Yep. Yeah, dog's like I'm <laughs> wanting to kill you. The <laughs> guy who's the- naturally shaking and sweaty is the yeah. coolest. Yeah. And it, I look how like close they are, but how difficult it is for them to get right. each other. Like it's such mm-hmm. a neat aspect of like how this stuff works. Oh, this is great
2: too. The shotgun up to get the horse up. Yeah. It's a good, just a cool scene. Wow, he's a
0: little... Ike, of course. Ugh. And Morgan doesn't know what to do. You should just shoot him in the face. Yep. <laughs> i sorry, it just solved so many problems.
3: Dressed in my Sunday finest for a shootout.
0: Oh. <laughs> now Doc's hey. like, finally, here's my chance. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. This is for sideways, Owen.
3: <laughs> I'm not drinking fucking Merlot. <laughs>
1: Dark Holiday has a lot of bullets. Never noticed that before.
0: Hey, you reloaded. Was, oh, okay, I didn't see was, the reload. There was a cutaway. They were focused on somebody okay. else. He was reloading.
3: <laughs> hey, Sandman, I didn't want to come to this either. But you killed Uncle Ben. <laughs> yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and kept robbing places, you know.
2: <laughs> You're a daisy if you do.
0: <laughs> this guy's so confident. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, even Morgan's the one that finishes him off.
1: <laughs> yep. You ain't no Daisy at all.
0: <laughs> Daisy, if you do. Like, he's
1: <laughs> I know. I, w- I wonder if he ad-libbed any of that. You know what I mean? I wonder if that was in the, like, the Huckleberry line and stuff. I mean.
0: Well, like, that- Kilmer's like a method guy, if I'm not mistaken, right? Oh, no, so yeah. It's like, he like, he yep. probably yeah. just did all the research and just knew what he would do with these kind of things. Right. And weirdly, like... I don't know how these kind of records are kept, but somehow, like, Gunfight of the Oak Corral, like, there's a lot of, like, historical documents that really lay out every single aspect of what happened. So it's like, they had a lot to work with. Well, I, mean, I, wonder that, I wonder if that was
1: actual <laughs> slang, though, you know what I mean? Like, Huckleberry and Daisy and stuff. I,
0: I mean, again, I'm sure it probably was, given all the kind of yeah. weird Kilmer puts into his roles. The
3: same kind of put-downs at all different kind of slang throughout. <laughs> you know, the theme is the same, but, you know, the word
0: changes well, was ben, ben you mentioned it too like they are using like terms of the time sure. that fit yeah. so it's like I have no reason yep. to think that some of these other ones wouldn't yeah do that, so. exactly but yeah like the the gun Who right, I mean, she? That's... <laughs> <laughs> that that that, that's why there are so many movies about the that use the gunfight at the OK Corral because it's like it, it's a well known thing that happened at this sure. time. Mm-hmm. Like even I have my the the Disney Vista series DVD set that has like a map of the like exact layout of the of the town at that point, like even, the steps that every character took and what have you.
1: They Even did a mock version on Star Trek the original series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, because that makes total sense.
0: Which one's Texas Rangers? This movie made no money. Is that the James Vanderbeek one? Yep. I think yeah. so. Or, or no, it's the Ashton Kutcher one. <laughs> oh Ooh. Ashton Kutcher and the villain, of course, is uh Dermot or er, Dylan McDermott.
1: <laughs> is it Dylan McDermott or Dermot, Dermot, Dermot. Dermot. It's, Dylan, yeah, it's,
2: yeah. Dylan, it's Dylan McDermott. <laughs> I love that sketch on SNL.
0: <laughs> Were they both in it? Yeah, they're both in it. It's both yeah. Vanderbeek and Ashton Kutcher. Wow. It's a <sighs> it's a WB Fox lineup right here, guys. <laughs>
1: Vanderbeek. You shout out to Dylan McDermott in that Clove Hitch Killer movie. He was great. You got to see that. You're going to mention
0: him. American Outlaws with uh, Colin Farrell and Scott Can.
1: Scott Can. <laughs> <Who> can? <laughs> Scott Can.
0: Scott
3: Can. Yeah. If my dad can, I can too.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: I think he was at the uh, Scott Can Film Festival promoting uh, Hawaii Five O the other day. Too. So yeah, like the the midnight, like ninety, like right after Unforgiven, like there's a ton of westerns that start coming out. None of them are all that successful beyond like Maverick, and uh, this movie to an extent. But mm. you get like a bunch all of a sudden that are just kind of popping in there. Not even including, yes, yeah, some like uh, the the uh, Mariachi films, mm. like Wagon's East with John Candy and uh, oh. Richard oh, Lewis. Yeah.
1: Was that his last film? Yeah, that
0: was the final. No, Canadian Bacon. Canadian was,
3: Bacon. Is oh, his Canadian
1: last Bacon. Movie. Right, yeah. right. I mean, they're, were all the like,
3: right, they're all like, yeah, they're all like, right around there. I think that was the last one, like, released when he was alive. Yeah. That's Similar to, right.
0: like, um, Chris Farley with the, with the Almost Heroes. Yeah, that was Almost his, Heroes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Almost Heroes Baby. and Dirty Work were his last. I think. Dirty Work was, like, his last, I think, yeah, released one. I like
1: how whenever they walk down the street, they always walk like that, you know?
0: I think you got, when you got a hitch in your step from riding horses all your life.
1: Oh, Jason Priestley's mad.
0: Guys, I can't be with you anymore.
1: Marmy said you play too rough.
0: <laughs> I gotta get a new prescription for my classes. I'll see you back in the neighborhood. You know the zip code.
3: You'll never be as cool as Luke Perry. <laughs>
2: you can't tell me that uh Luke Perry never did a western. He must have, right? I'm 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 oh, looking yeah, this up he...
0: now as you yeah. said this. <laughs> Isn't he in like eight seconds, which is kind yep, of? Yeah, uh, it's a bull fighting. or yeah. no, bull riding, bull riding.
2: Oh, now I want to see the Luke Perry bull fighting
0: movie. <laughs> it's a remake of the Matador. <laughs> 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 he plays an ex- he plays an existential hitman on a down low. Oh yeah, uh, well, at least in 2012,
3: he did a TV movie called "Good Night for Justice: The Measure of a Man." The story of John Goodnight continues, which means he did it before. Yeah, Goodnight for Justice, the original. John
1: Goodnight is the name of the character. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, well, I'm good sorry. <laughs> a good man was taken.
3: He also did a movie called Hannah's Gold, but I think he just wears a cowboy hat
0: in it. Mm. Yeah, Eight Seconds is like one of his first movies too.
3: Yeah, it was like the it was oh, supposed I to be his break. Seeing... I was like, oh, Luke Perry's going to get an Oscar. I think there was that kind of weird buzz. And then it came out, and then no one cared. I'm not drunk. <laughs> oh, a, a gunfighter's pledge. Yeah, Luke Perry's made himself a
0: little uh, career off
2: like this, straight yeah. to video
0: and TV westerns. Mm-hmm.
2: It's that it's that stare, man. That Luke Perry stare.
0: And he's a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's... I'm in that. I filmed my scenes last week. So, you know, we all we all got it covered in that yeah. movie. So. Uh,
3: Johnson County War. Jeez, what have you been...
1: Yeah, this.
0: this Why are you doing Riverdale?
3: Why aren't you on a western show?
1: He's I mean, alright on River, Riverdale, though. And he,
0: he, it's, a pod, it's a successful show. So
3: he's yeah, that, that
1: show right. is amazingly good for what it is.
3: I stopped in the middle of season two. What is Jerry? Oh, like? it's
1: gotten even weirder. I mean...
0: Have they killed Archie finally?
1: Jeremiah was that Showtime series that was after the apocalypse.
0: Okay, and it's a J. Michael Straczynski show.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I think it lasted for two seasons. Okay. But uh, yeah, Riverdale is surprisingly good. Do you, I you, me- Do you remember Not on uh, Luke Perry?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he's not involved in this movie whatsoever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: What were you saying, Brent?
3: I was just saying, remember when Fifth Element came out? Luke Perry had been somebody, and then Fifth Element came out. I was like, does that say Luke
0: Perry's in yeah, this? He's like prominently billed in that movie too. He's only <laughs> in the he's only in the prologue, like
3: like almost no dialogue, and then yeah,
0: it's like oh, like, Luke Perry was in this movie. But they're monsters. They killed the professor. <laughs> I know Luke Perry lines from the Fifth Element. <laughs> I think of him hastily sketching the aliens. Yes. <laughs>
3: So I was going to move on to Paxton because he directed uh, one of the best horror movies of the OOs, Frailty.
0: Frailty, yeah. Mm -mm.
3: And then I also noticed when, look at that, I was like, oh, wait. Wait, He directed an episode of Saturday Night Live in 1980.
0: That's where he got his feet wet.
3: That's where he got the taste.
0: The Ellen Burstyn hosted episode. (laughs) Yeah. Lorne called him. He's like, Billy, it's me, Lorne. (laughs) I want you to direct an episode of Saturday Night Live. Don
2: Roy King is sick.
0: One of, <laughs> our our, uh,
3: our uh, matte painter, Jimmy Cameron, gave us your number.
4: Our Matt painter,
0: you specifically. I don't trust him to direct the episode. He seems like a control freak. I hear I hear your extra work in stripes is going very well. So I think right? You yeah. Might be involved in this.
2: You guys know how you get shot in the in the in, a, in the ankle and then you walk kind of okay the next day. Yeah, when you of got a
0: big bottle of sarsaparilla in you, I'm sure you can do anything. <laughs> Where's Bill Paxton at this point? He's coming off what Predator two and one false move, right? With uh, <clears> from <throat> Billy Bob, that connection's there early on. Speaking of for Amy, yeah, you get them together in Simple Plan, which is now twenty years old, thirty years wow. old, thirty years, 30 years old. 30. Wow! What are we at? We're, what's nineties? Twenty? Twenty years old. <laughs> <laughs> what's nineties? <90s? laughs> <What's 90s? laughs> twenty years. It's
1: twenty years old. Well-received cameo by Patches the dog.
2: My favorite part in movies like this is that dog. They probably don't even mention whatever the character's name is, but they'll still give him a different name than his actual name. Right. They'll say, right. like, Patches played by Ruffles, and you're like, they never even said the damn dog's name.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that dog was in character the whole time. <laughs> the dog is a method actor. He needs to know. Yeah, they gave, his him, they, is. they
0: gave him pages to work with and everything. It's Patches. <laughs> Patches yeah. <laughs> This is like a turning point for Paxton because yeah, he's he's been like a utility player for a lot of movies like in the background. Obviously, I mean, he's, me- yeah, he's obviously he's, me- obviously memorable. You know, Aliens, Near Dark, what have you. His
3: his career is like pretty constant, just stream. Like he has no yeah. lulls. He's always in something notable.
2: Well, Twister was probably oh Twister is huge. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's back to back.
0: It's it's Apollo thirteen and Twister where it's like he's. Like he's he's the lead in Twister, and he's you know he's next to Tom Hanks in mm-hmm. Apollo 13, so it's like yeah. they're they're huge huge roles for him. Then he's you know he's got Titanic going for him, where he's you know in the biggest movie of the world. Well, and right. he's uh,
2: he's co-starring with Schwarzenegger in
0: uh, True Lies. Yeah, yeah, True, Lies. Yeah, True Lies, yeah. True Lies is like the
2: last like I'm
0: going to be in the background of this thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love him in it though. Yeah,
0: Titanic, where he's like an almost pirate. He's an almost pirate that's, like, designed to look like a version of James Cameron that James Cameron wants to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pierced ear, frosted
3: tips. Like, yeah. Like, like, he's either going deep sea diving or he's uh, the manager of Empire Records. Pick yeah, it. it's
0: like, yeah, it's like James Cameron saw Ethan Hawke and is like, I want to get that look going for me. What what could Billy do to make that work? He's
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so got Bill Paxton and Billy Zane in Titanic and Tombstone. Mm-hmm.
3: I know, right? Oh, okay.
2: and, and,
3: and it's got Michael Bean. We got the Cameron... Oh, yeah. Beans That's why I made right. the joke earlier. We're going to get the Cameron boys in on this? It all comes full circle.
0: Wait, is Bean in Titanic?
3: Bean's not in Titanic, but okay, he's, no, Cam- yeah. he's a Cameron boy. He's a Cameron
0: boy, yeah. <laughs> well, let's just cast... Uh, Curly
3: Rooker. It.
1: Yeah, it's the most hair I've ever seen on Rooker, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it just comes
2: with the hat.
1: <laughs> it totally
2: <laughs> looks like that. It
0: does.
2: <laughs> I want him to tip it, and be like, "Ma'am," and the hair moves forward. <laughs>
4: Would be funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, the pinnacle of uh, leading Bill Paxton projects, Mighty Joe Young.
4: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm?
0: Which also celebrated its uh, 20th anniversary this year. <laughs> Got a new Blu-ray and everything. Called oh,
3: the MJ One. Really? Around the film circles, I noticed it
0: came out. It's like, oh, Mighty Joe Young's on Blu-ray. That's <laughs> that. It is a 20th anniversary edition. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Good for them.
1: Oh man, slow mo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Man, they really milked this one a lot. Boondad, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Eh, I'm out. Take it. Oh, speaking of westerns, you oh. know who directed Mighty Joe Young? Kurt Russell. Ron Underwood, director of City Slickers. Nice. Um, and Tremors. It's kind now of it all
1: comes together.
0: <laughs> they're, they're wearing cowboy hats and have boots. It's a Western, right? That's how it works. It's like a Western horror movie. Yeah. Western yeah. horror. Yeah. Yeah. You, do, you Don't you watch Tremors and Bone Tomahawk back-to-back? Typically. Yeah. I, 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 uh,
3: <laughs> I, I watch, I watch sure. Bone Tomahawk with the kids and then get them to bed for so it's time to watch My Joe Young.
2: I was completely <laughs> blown away. By how crazy Bone Tomahawk was! I was so happy yeah. with yeah, how freaking gory that was. I had no clue what I was going to get myself into. I right. kind
0: of, I kind of tricked my dad to watching it because <laughs> he, he doesn't
2: like horror movies.
0: <laughs> but I was like, watch oh, a so Western. Like, here's a here's a crazy Western of Kurt Russell. He's like, yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> he did. He's like, that was like so, that got yeah, crazy. It's, <laughs> it's kind of
2: starring the, the guy from Lost. Do you remember how much you like Lost? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
3: forget what I was watching. I was watching like a bonus like feature interview with some directors he's like, yeah, I like you know the prestigious stuff, but I also want to talk about bone tomahawk a lot. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. It was really funny.
0: And now um what's that director's name? Is
3: it Craig something or what is it? Um ah, it's gonna bug me. Bone Tomahawk? Yeah Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk and those or oh, is it Cell Block with the uh, Vince Cell Bond? Black.
2: That yeah. was I like that would be ninety nine. that, that too. was a lot of fun. You know, uh, uh, what's the? I don't remember. Craig Zoller, the... sorry, Craig Zoller. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. is it, it Craig yeah. Fassbender in Slow West? Yeah, I mm-hmm. love Slow West. Uh, West I love that great. movie.
0: Yeah, Slow West is re- that's and it's like it's only like eighty something minutes, so it's yeah, an easy it's, one to like, just a quick put one. on. One. Yeah. Yep. And it's just got, like, it has him and Ben Mendelsohn in a ridiculous coat. And it's, it's just so much, it's such a fun, like, quirky Western.
2: It really is.
0: Same with a little bit longer, but I was a big fan of the Sisters Brothers from this year. I a lot haven't of, seen that yet. It,
2: it's no, got I haven't a lot seen of that, it either.
0: It's got a lot of that same energy as far as, like, watching Joaquin Phoenix and, and uh, John C. Riley just kind of be fools, but very good with guns. <laughs> so. So
2: here's yeah. another here's another yeah. turn right like yeah. where he's just now he's gonna become unhinged, revenge.
1: Yeah, burp. yeah. He's drenched in his brother's brother's blood.
2: Great use of rain here. Here's
1: Notice that. his wife doesn't come out to comfort him.
2: <laughs> you know i was taking the universal studio tour one time and they told me that in scenes like this the rain is actually much bigger because on camera you can't see
1: real rain there's a little tip for you guys <laughs> wow thanks thanks to the inside scoop yeah just you is know
3: that, is that awesome you should put that in on imdb
2: <laughs> uh, you should thank shelly my amazing tour bus operator
1: I've been abandoned by both my female leads. <laughs> what am I gonna
0: do? We kind of abandoned this as we we're talking about it, but Kurt Russell, in his later, you know, now he has kind of cultivated this sort of Western persona more and more. I mean, between yeah,
1: Bone yeah. Tomahawk and mm-hmm.
0: Hateful Eight, where he's you know doing a lot of John Wayne, um, and even in, like Death Proof, like he's he, like he's put, he's put the Wayne mm-hmm. persona on a lot for, for yeah. some of his some of these more recent roles. Which isn't a bad thing. Like I like seeing him do these things.
3: But... What you want for Christmas, Pilgrim?
0: And out. Uh... <laughs> and Doc's line right here too. <laughs> Even in the moment of drama, he's like, and then she walked out of our lives forever.
1: Hussy. <laughs> 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 did
2: you see what she wore to leave town what a huss
0: this is probably the cold I mean obviously because you know one of the brothers died and Virgil has one arm now but this is one of like the coldest moments of the uh, entire movie yeah. where it's well, yeah, the the bye uh, thing but then Ringo following up with it sounds like somebody died and then Powers Roof just laughs at it it's, it's so bad mm-hmm
1: Nice contrast to the scene where they came into town too.
4: Yeah.
1: Here's the here's here's your meme coming up. Well bye.
4: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look how comfortable like Ringo looks too, I like just sitting in that chair yeah. is such yep. a shading gritty ass and doing all this. Like they're both like they're in rocking chairs. Like it just looks so ridiculous yep. right now. Like they're just relishing this.
1: How do they have fresh fish in Tombstone, Arizona?
0: The from Lake uh, Lake a what? pond?
1: From a pond.
0: Was it Lake Havasu? Where's where, what's in Arizona? Lake
1: Havasu is man made.
0: Yeah. Man-made and filled with fish daily,
2: Jim. Jeez.
1: <laughs> in the 1860s, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They just put him on giant ice blocks from California. Oh, do you
2: remember that scene in A Million Ways to Die when, in the West when they bring the ice to town and it just crushes the guy? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I laugh so hard at that. Just so stupid. I love there's, it.
0: There's bits that I really like in that movie, and then there's others that just fall completely flat for me. But the, the stuff that works really
2: does work Oh, for it me. does, for sure. <laughs>
0: Like, I feel like the Orville is, like, a better version of what he's doing in that, where it's, like, he wants to take the genre seriously, and that's, I think, Mm -hmm. what the problem with West was, where it's, like, he clearly wants to make a really great Western, but he's, like, having a tough time balancing, like, how to make the jokes work while making a serious Western. Well, and he's also, in in that one,
3: it's more of, like, look at my knowledge, and it's, Uh it's, it's, it's unnatural in a lot of times, but in the Orville, it's just kind of natural, like. I think oh, he has man. a grasp on that more on the on the Star Trek stuff more than he does the Western.
0: It, it would appear so. so. That's it. Yeah. It's a great looking movie. That was my problem. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that I want to like about it that it's annoying that it's not a better movie. <laughs> anyway, clan's gonna get like slapped down again right now, <laughs> and they still don't kill him.
2: No, which is the weirdest. Thing. Yeah, just
0: it is weird. Like, this is the spur. person they keep like cutting slack to.
2: He's the worst. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Great line. What the hell is yeah. going with him. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. Probably my favorite line in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, this could use a big lightning strike right, right behind him as that happens. Just to, just to give another exclamation point on top of it. And yeah, the rest of the movie is just like all action. like It's just them yep. just killing all the cowboys nonstop. Like I it's, it's like, really, it's like a 20-minute montage of them killing cowboys. In decidedly fun ways. like Just burst through a shop.
1: a beer. And...
0: <laughs> Riding into a mirage and shooting at the yep. camera.
1: Shooting and smoking while a guy's in bed with, with the whores. Oh, there's a mission in Red Dead that's a lot like that. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Makes sense. Like that sky (laughs) there with the guy in the red. That's a good one. Yeah, the sky. Everybody gets their close up.
4: Yep. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: That's That's a fun stunt. Fall backwards off your horse like that? That's dangerous. I like this one, has like a wind up. It's like, oh, yeah. Everything's peaceful (laughs) for a second. We're all having a fun time. We're drinking some. Oh, no, there's a gun. Oh, wait a (laughs) minute. That's not my opium pipe. Hold on. See, like, he shoots that guy's brains out. Why can't you kill Ike Clanton?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We needed somebody to deliver that line to. Hey, look, it's James Franco.
3: Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> First time. Buster
3: Scruggs time? now playing on
0: Netflix.
1: Oh, what a fine film that was.
3: Certainly a good Netflix output.
1: Yeah, they've been doing pretty well this year between Roma and uh, Ballad Buster Scruggs. It's been a
3: long time since the Cloverfield paradox.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: What are you talking about, Arm? I don't care how good that movie is. Chris Chris O'Dowd has some great moments in there. <laughs> this is a part of why this movie is so oddly structured because now, like, Curly Bill's about to die, and it's like, wait, there's still 30 minutes more in this movie? <laughs> right. Like, this looks, again, this looks like a giant climax because it's like all of the bad guys are all assembled around this one big set piece and are about to lose, like, the main one. <laughs> and John Corbett.
1: I'm going to send you back to Alaska, boy.
0: Like It looks like like Doc's dying and Kurt's is like, no, time to finish this. Except we still have a lot more movie to tell after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I, I love that Curly Bill is like so, and he's, he's just enchanted by the mystique this man's presenting right now. Like, he's just walking out in the water to shoot us. That's amazing. I need to go and join him, apparently. Yep.
1: Maybe this was supposed to be the original ending, and they're like, nope, wait.
0: Well, I think it's That's just a matter a of, it, it ascribes to history, so it's like it can't quite end here, but because of how, you know, momentous these things are, how they happened, it's like, well, yeah, you, you just, yeah. it just appears that way. Like, yeah, he died here, so it's like, we got to have to show it. And yeah, Kervos just kills everybody. <laughs> I was
1: going to say, he, he, went, he was able to switch guns, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> gun two people down before the next guy could get a drop on him.
0: And that, despite the odd structure, I like that it's so unceremonious how Bill dies. He just, like, gets shot in the river. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's no real final line that's all that clever or anything. He's just kind of, like, trying to taunt him and doesn't do anything at all. He just gets shot in the chest.
2: He's like, you ever seen anything like that? And then, like, I've never even heard of anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, hair's not attached to the hat. Damn it! <laughs>
0: Maybe it's attachable, you know. I like that lie he's, he's just over there walking on water. That's, that's yeah not a good, doc, not a, not a good docism.
2: <laughs> oh one of my favorite lines of the entire movie that Doc Holliday has, I think, is right around here where he's like, Why are you doing this? I got plenty of friends. He's like, I don't. Yep. It's that
0: it is that layer of the, the friendship and, like, what it means right. that really helps sell this whole thing, too. Because it's not just, like, you know, it's not just boys having fun. Like, there are real relationships going on.
1: Well, yeah, I think that's what works, what makes it work so well is that there are stakes, you know? We care uh-huh. about the characters, so, you know, no characterization, no stakes.
0: And it's just fun to say Johnny Ringo, of course. Too. That's true. That's just a good name. Johnny John Ringo. Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. 32, the real Johnny Ringo. That's when he died. Hmm. When he was killed or whatever. We'll get to that scene, but there's actually some mystery about how Johnny Ringo actually died.
1: Oh, no, not Billy Zane. No, not Billy Zane? Oh, no. No. No.
0: Is he dead or is he just wounded? I forgot. I always forget what happens to Billy Zane. Is he dead?
2: I'm pretty sure he's dead.
0: Because she's very upset about this, but obviously, I mean, he's shot, so he'd be, she'd be upset regardless.
2: And they're not continuing on like to the hospital. They they have stopped and they're talking.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's mm. dead. Okay. Yeah. Or I guess not really hospital. Do,
2: do, Old West doctor.
1: I loved him. I always have. Always will.
0: <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, geez. The guy, Billy, that Priestley's playing, he died when he was 84. Wow. He lived a long life. Like that's that's really long for living in the old West. Eighty-four. That's a, that's a healthy lifespan. <laughs> yeah, Wyatt Earp was eighty when he died. Doc Holliday's it was had to be like his forties. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I made it past Doc Holliday, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. <laughs>
0: Power's booth was apparently only supposed to be 36-37 in this movie. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, everyone's very weathered because a lot of these people are supposed to be like in their thirties. <laughs> this is all going on. There he is. My cold dead hands are here to help you. (laughs) You guys need some guns? (laughs) What's Chuck Heston's last, like, major movie? Because he still lived, like, well beyond this. But, like, to what, like, like, 08, right? Yeah, 08. Like, Bowling for Columbine? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. Like I guess, like Planet of the Apes, so that's just like a cameo in the Burton one. Sure, right. Yeah, because he's like he cameos in what Wayne's World Two, right? And he's a, he's in True Lies also. Yeah, he's got he's a, he's like their boss in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like one eye. He's like Nick Fury in two in, in True Lies for some reason. There
1: you go. He <laughs> was the voice of one of the dogs in Cats and Dogs.
0: I think that's yeah. kind of it for yeah, because after it's just it was, like narration. no
1: every every uh, any given Sunday,
0: it's just like narration stuff and like bit parts yeah. here and there. Yeah. Like what's it, like this seems like one of the more like substantial roles of like the last parts of his career. Wait. For the life of me, I cannot find his bibliography. Oh, there we go. Okay,
1: he appeared on Sequest soon after this. He was in In the Mouth of Madness. I did not remember Yeah, that. yeah,
0: yeah. He's in the Mouth of oh, Madness. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, that must have been a huge get for
0: Carpenter too. He's like, Oh man, I got I got I got Russell, I got a Heston movie. Yeah, most of the stuff is just like like uh voice rolls and little bit parts here and there, so I guess uh what Branagh's Hamlet has got a role in there, he's got a bigger part yeah there's some good shot scenes in this movie as far as yeah. like the, the yeah, cinematography is like, really nice make, making good use of the, uh, the sunlight and the, obviously the vistas and whatever you William A. Fraker, cinematographer here. Nominated five times for Academy Awards for Best Cinematography. Hmm. All mostly looking for Mr. Goodbar, Heaven Can Wait, 1940, 1941 for Best Visual Effects, oh. uh, and Cinematography. Wow. Huh, that's a weird, uh, that's a Spielberg one, different from normal. War Games and Murphy's Romance. What is Murphy's Romance? That's the question I have right now. Sally Field and James Garner. A rom-com. Yep. Corey Hames in that movie.
1: Come <laughs> on, be there.
2: Man, the Hell's coming with you. you already said that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you already said that with Wyatt. Oh, I got
2: right? bro. There's the lightning I was I missing. Up, yeah, you... <laughs> lightning bolt.
3: Lightning bolt. <laughs>
0: lightning bolt. It just arrived. That's how they get their fresh fish, Jim. They have just that guy yelling instructions at people across the plains. Fair enough. <laughs> I
1: don't know if I trust any fresh, fresh fish in Tombstone in the, in the wild,
0: wild stuff. If you put it on pizza. Uh,
1: uh, I was avoiding Tombstone pizza jokes. Until <laughs>
0: that's probably a complicated scene to shoot because that's like right at magic hour when they're trying to film that right and yeah as we get to the end of the cowboys here now we get a lot of good like Monoey mono scenes between uh, Wyatt and, uh, and Doc, which he because he, he has his brothers with him for most of the movies, so now it's like it's just them two that kind of relate to each other, and it's you know it's neat to see the where this fr- where how far this friendship really goes, where you have a man who's dying in bed that's still willing to like take a fight for his friend, and I like that he's just like dramatically laying out what it is that drives Johnny Ringo. Mm-hmm. he's such a, you know, a bastard that has has little to go on beyond. He has crazy eyes.
1: He can speak Latin.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's educated, Spanish. but he has crazy eyes.
2: And I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, he shot a priest.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was reminded of his school days when he was being taught Latin.
1: I, this I, I, go ahead. I was going to say, this is what Catholic school did to me. Maybe a longer. <laughs> oh,
2: geez. I can't hear that word. I can't. It's just really disgusting. What
0: were you going to say, Ben?
2: Uh, no, I was just going to talk about uh, uh, Michael Bain again in uh, The Abyss and how much I like that performance.
4: Mm-hmm. And just
2: How much I like that movie overall until the crazy ending. But I just, I really, I, I think that's a, an underrated uh, film, in my opinion,
0: I I look forward to when it finally does hit Blu-ray or 4K, or whatever Cameron has planned to do with it, mm-hmm. and like it gets the re-evaluation that will probably come with it. Even though there's been plenty of those, like I think mainly because of the absence of the film, there's people that like to champion it a lot.
2: I I, I, I like introducing not... people to it because it's nobody knows about it almost because that it's not on any reliable media.
0: Yeah, it's got like an old DVD that's out of print. I think at this point, yeah. like, you can't just go to the store and buy the abyss. And
2: I own it. Thank you.
0: That's if the abyss ends up being set in the Avatar universe, I'll be very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going underwater in the next Avatar movie, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see.
1: Might actually make me interested in Avatar.
2: I mean, you, you don't bet against Jane. I know we're not getting into too much of a diatribe about this, but I don't bet against James Cameron ever, ever, right? But how can this be a fortuitous thing for anybody? Like all these sequels, all this many years later. I, uh, good, good luck.
0: My answer is why not? I, what's, right? what's what's wrong with creating your own universe? No, I, yeah, good for him.
2: I just I, like right. who's this for? I, I I don't know.
0: It's people that grew up watching Avatar and their kids. I guess. <laughs> So this whole sequence with Johnny Ringo, there are versions of this where he did get in a fight with Doc, or a shootout with Doc Holliday, or he just killed himself. And I guess the movie, like, tries to incorporate all of those aspects as far as how we finally see him at the end, as far as, like, where the gunshot is, and where his positioning is, and whatnot. Gotcha. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Which actually, which adds a neat, like, kind of mythic quality to the two of these men kind of facing off.
1: I'm um, Huckleberry. <laughs> you look know, like
4: you've seen a ghost.
2: <laughs> wow, that's fantastic.
1: Richard Gere was nearly
0: cast as Wyatt Earp for this movie.
1: How much of a badass do you have to be to still be smoking when you have tuberculosis? <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's the deputy (laughs) now. It's ridiculous. (laughs) You know, Michael Bean and Grindhouse handed out badges like they were candy.
0: You guys are all honorary deputies now. I can't believe I got shot by my own deputy. (laughs) 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 I like how close they are for this vinyl duel that they actually have. It's just they're right next to each other. Yep.
1: Be a slap duel.
0: Yeah, it's so much dick swinging in this movie when it comes to these
1: guys. Yeah. <laughs> we go with the deep close-ups again. Uh huh.
2: Oh my god, it's so
4: good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: head, and then he's still taunting him. Like he's still yeah, right ra- <laughs> know the face. I know, it's great. Come on, <laughs> come on.
1: <laughs> we got one bullet in your brain. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, this might just be Michael Bean's best performance.
0: I can't I mean, I, I'm I'm trying I'm to think of. If,
4: yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I like his final scene on The Rock. Stand down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree, though. I think I can't think of a better one right now. I mean, it, it's yeah. Real, I'm trying real, to real, think. Real
3: like good. he has bigger movies, but this might be his best
0: because well, it's so focused, like is what yeah. he's doing here. Like I, cause, yeah, like the abyss is another st- solid one as far as how you know being dr- he gets what the bends and gets like sea madness essentially and goes. Insane. Yeah, and it's like warm up to this movie where yeah he has to play this intense, just horrible person. Yeah, like Terminator, he certainly holds his own, but like I mean, it's he's you know he's pretty fresh on that. He's very really good in it, but yeah, this one is so committed and dialed in to play crazy.
2: Yeah, because I think, you're yeah, right, he's he's brand new in Terminator. In Aliens, he's just, he's...
3: A, I mean, they're about the same, Terminator Aliens, with him. Yeah,
2: he's yeah. just a
0: he's just a guy,
3: but this there's, is... There's a self-assuredness
0: stuff. in Aliens that I really like, where he's just yeah. like, he's, he's used mm-hmm. to this kind of thing, like, that's yeah. how he plays it. It's like, yeah, it's just a Sunday. <laughs> Like again, the movie's still not over after they right. killed Johnny Ringo. They just got to they execute just, like multiple yeah. cowboys to, like, get to
2: right. this. Right? They had a climax and then a climax. Yeah. And now there's, well, I guess we're waiting for another climax now. Epilogue like climax. Epilogue to the epilogue. The
3: right epilogue to yeah. The epilogue.
2: yeah. yeah. The
3: epilogue climax.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and in all of this, in all of this, Ike Clanton's still alive.
3: That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Like, here he goes again, just trying to get the hell away from everything.
2: Yeah, he just he loses the sash. He's like, oh, I don't want to be a cowboy no more. Yeah, yeah. it's symbolic.
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> Shake hands in slow bow.
2: Mm. To their credit, I would have fallen off that horse. Trying
0: to do that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're in Colorado. We don't even end this movie
1: in Tombstone. <laughs> nope. No? <laughs> We've been in Tombstone for about a half hour. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> When the priest shakes his head, no, that's never a good sign. You don't like saying that.
0: Yeah, just reading some facts on the gunfight of the OK Corral. Yeah, during that fight, they're only about six feet apart from each other, and 30 shots were fired in 30 seconds. <laughs> Mm. Wow! so it's like it's not an event that took like much time to take place and they're right all next to each other because just the guns and how nervous and how inaccurate you were if you weren't a good gunslinger
2: mm-hmm. so if you weren't
0: Doc Holliday you're basically just there to die <laughs> or get shot
2: well I mean guns of the day weren't the you know if you didn't have a good well made gun Yeah, geez oh, you, you couldn't be more than five feet away were if you weren't you- hit anything
0: or even if it's well made, if you're not like oiling it and cleaning it and doing everything you need to, like guns are, guns are. I could, I only wish that things like that were more complicated, just like they were back then, because at least it'd be just hard to accomplish things these days. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just like the what the like the Chris Roxy, where like the bullet should make the bullets cost like a million dollars. So it's like, yeah, have all the guns you want, just make it really expensive and difficult to actually use them. Yeah,
2: well, his punchline's something like that. Dude got shot eight times. Oh, he must have deserved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> during the scene Val Kimmer laid on a bed of ice so that he would shake and feel
1: weird method
2: <laughs> Yeah, I just remember just from the scene thinking like he really just doesn't want Wyatt Earp to see him that he wants them to go on and, and live his life, and he doesn't really care about himself at, at all. He he just wanted the friendship, but now that part for him is over. And Wyatt Earp is like, no, no, I'm gonna stick with you till the end, like you stuck with me to the end. It's very poetic, guys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I was saying, yeah, this friendship is a becomes a huge core of the movie. <laughs> like it's, I mean, you you get you know an extended sequence of Wyatt Earp roaming through the woods with De- with Delaney, but it's like no, this is the this is the true romance that matters in this movie this, the
2: bro the bromance sure. between these two
1: yeah no doubt. Well, I mean that's why the movie's not over when Ringo dies, you know Ex- yeah exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. But then, like you pointed out, when he loses his brothers, then this becomes the only true brother he has left.
0: Yeah, like we already know that they have a friendship, but yeah, it's the it's that connection that gets expanded upon. And you really kind of get more from the. I mean, you're already getting a lot of fun from those actors, but now you get like some introspection as well. Also, Val Kilmer practiced a long time in his quick draw speed, and given how acclaimed he was for his gun handling and Heat, I'm not surprised that he's very good at the gun handling in this
2: movie. When I watched Johnny Re- or uh, Michael Bean's do- doing doing uh, doing the gun tricks, I did wonder how long he spent, you know, learning that skill because that's not something you just pick up overnight. Obviously, exactly, uh, yeah, uh,
0: mm-hmm. right. Mickey Rourke turned down Johnny Ringo. Whoa, that would have really? been a movie.
3: This is during his boxing time, though. So exactly, he was, yeah, he yeah. was turning down yeah. like
0: everything. And it all worked out. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. He, It looked he, great. He sure, he looks great. <laughs> yeah. We got Marv. We got the wrestler. We, yeah, we we got Marv. And then he was inexplicably nominated for the wrestler a couple years later for doing the same thing, but with less makeup. Yeah. You know,
3: you know, it's funny. Um, I love how, like, the wrestler was touted as this comeback for him, and I was like, wait, wasn't he in Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Wasn't that, like, his comeback? And Domino, and, like,
0: all these... He had a bunch of, like, yeah, like he had those he had Tony bunch... Scott joints, and... Yeah. But, uh, but, I mean, he kept coming was... back until it took. But he was, yeah. like, supporting in those movies. Like, I got right, it. But, right. but I, I, but... I did think Sin City was the one that nailed it on the head, though, as yeah. far as, like, he's the heart and soul of that movie. Right. <laughs> I was like,
1: yeah, but like... no,
0: it's the wrestler where he's come back now.
1: My myths. Yeah, how many. Yeah, I was gonna say, how many movies you know take this long to have one of their protagonists just sit there and contemplate his own death from tuberculosis? You know what I mean?
0: Take that Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even tell us what's going on at the end. Come back. (laughs) And I, I mean, again, it reflects reality, but it is kind of funny that it's like and then we get a super happy ending where like Doc comes hey. swinging in, grabs the lady and runs off and they're like, let's get married!
3: Meet me Mitchum at the comes altar back with some in your white dress. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.
0: Mitch, Mitchum steps back in and is like Doc and Josephine married and were married for 50 years. <laughs> he adds that part at the end too. I don't know if you guys heard that.
4: And so it goes, wide herb. It's Sam, <laughs> Sam
3: Elliott narrating the end. Sam Elliott's there.
0: Yeah. Tom Waits pops up in the corner of a guitar and winks.
2: And they well, had room service every day until they died at 80 years old.
1: Ends with a long shot of Sam Elliott at the bar in a, in a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you another story about the dude.
0: For some reason, Jimmy Stewart's, like, sitting there, too. He's like, up." Yep. That's
1: quite
3: up. <laughs> <"Yep."> That's
1: it. <laughs> yep. uh,
3: That's she- how it happened. Cheating on his wife, and he made <laughs> it through.
0: What happened to the other wives? Where's Morgan's wife? Where's Virgil's wife?
3: Well, I'll be, Wyatt. There it is.
0: Let's dance. Like that's like <laughs> the end of this movie.
3: <laughs> if if this was a uh, Young Guns Western universe, they'd have kicked on kicked on their Bowie with the Let's Dance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if it was the Caddyshack universe. Everyone would be dancing. Let's party.
2: Wyatt, everybody know,
0: like, like, finally, you know just died. Come on, man. It's finally like, oh yeah, I he did die. <laughs> it, Everybody's and dead. also, Wyatt Earp's wife died, <laughs> and the rest of them moved to California.
1: <laughs> you know, the snow is much bigger in movies because you can't really see snow.
2: <laughs> did you learn that on a tour?
1: I learned that from somebody I heard on a podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is almost like the Groundhog's Day ending. Let's move here. <laughs> it's just so happy.
2: <laughs> Freeze frame.
3: Directed by Kurt Russell. If this had Michael Fassbender, it'd be Snow West. <laughs> oh.
0: And I, I do, again, I love that Like the credits are like this shot was so cool that we're just going to show the B roll footage of them walking down the street for the yep. credits. <laughs> But it is a nice like. I miss when movies used to do this, like like say like Predator, which I Ben, I know you're a huge fan of. Oh, uh, you were on, you were on our podcast for the Predator, where it's like let's just remind the audience how much of a fun time they're having with this
2: cast. That was <laughs> a bonkers ending though, like a bonkers <laughs> uh, credit roll. It yeah. was like, have you ever seen it? They actually dubbed over the Full House theme.
0: Oh yeah, it, I've seen that. Oh yeah, my god, happened. it's
2: hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, they used to do that. You know, it's just still show. <laughs> Like instead of just having the credits roll we'll have do something
0: funky with it. Like I like that and it's not quite the same, but I do like that uh oh Catherine Hardwick was the production designer on this movie. Hmm. Um I like that um uh what's it? The Mission Impossible movies, the recent ones have been doing that where it's like, let's just show the cast again to like mm-hmm. remind everybody and they just show like, clips of them in the movie. Right. <laughs> and then it ends with like the so it's like it ends with Tom Cruise, it's like and Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 the music's all playing mm-hmm. and it's all fun.
1: Kurt Russell's in this movie? No way! All right. Yeah.
0: Well, let's yeah, let's think about the billing order. So what, what's next? Val so Kilmer. No. Okay, Bean. Who's Michael Biehn. Powers. With Powers. His. Powers. Boutte. It's got to be Sam next, right? Nope. Ro- Robert Burke. <laughs> ba- Bobby Burke.
3: Donna Delaney. <laughs> Don't forget Pachez. Then Ellie
0: gets in there. Wow, Sam LA, it's really low down yeah, he's there. He's low in there, yeah. Lang's in there. That makes sense. When's Paxton come in? Terry, Terry oh
3: Quinn.
0: Oh, Paxton Rana will be next. Pa- it looks like they're going
3: alphabetical. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. That makes more sense Except for though, no. Oh, Jason Priestley looks different right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. He shaved
0: the goatee. Okay. The Rook.
2: Yeah, I didn't catch on to the alphabet, alphabetical order. and I was like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, this makes way more sense <laughs> yeah. now that we've taken three seconds to think about this. And <laughs> Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> we've still got some like, yeah, some top and bottoms here, like Harry Carey Jr., Buck Taylor. We're getting, like the Thomas Hayden Church in there. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. And John, John bit.
1: Thomas Arana. Frank Stallone. And you guessed it, Frank Billy Stallone.
0: <laughs> That's what we go out on. Frank Stallone. Nope. Oh, and Charles and Heston. Charlton Heston. And Charlton Heston.
3: As Henry Hooker. Yes. No relation to the women in that building.
1: <laughs> well,
0: That's Tombstone, guys. It's fun. That was
1: Tombstone, for <laughs> sure.
0: But, but, justice, I, justice came.
3: I watched this on, on Hulu. It says, up next, Young Guns 2. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't have the Tombstone Blu-ray?
3: I found out I don't have it. I thought I did. And then mm. I was like, oh, crap.
1: I'll well, copy my have... VHS for you if you want.
0: There you go. I have
3: the <laughs> Vista high, series.
1: High
0: I have the Vista series and I have the Blu-ray and I just put the disc of the Blu-ray into the Vista series package because it's nice and elaborate and I like it. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't need the, the, like, the Buena Vista generic disc <laughs> cover for Tombstone.
3: Yeah, you keep your damn generic
0: disc. Oh, I'm sure you'll get your 4K UHD tombstones sooner or later. Right. Well,
3: its I mean, it's under Disney, and they're weird with what they put on a catalog, so...
1: Who knows?
0: God, that movie's
2: so good.
1: It really holds up, that's for yeah. sure. I
0: like this dual credits thing going here. It's going to be wrapped oh. up pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Starting into the assistants. Yeah. <laughs> When
2: did they start doing post credits as a real like as a blockbusters have them every time? Do you remember when that really started becoming super popular?
0: Um, let's
2: see. So mean, was it the MCU that did it basically? No, make... no, I the pirates, was the pirates, pirates movies Adam. all had them.
0: The pirates movies all had them. Um, I mean, like in, like the the animated Disney movies would like pop Easter eggs and they wouldn't be like sure. after the credits things, but they'd have like like early on, you know, Pixar had those blooper reels during right. the credits. I remember when A Bug's Life was like, guys, guess what? If you saw A Bug's Life once, you got to see it again because we be put new bloopers in. Well,
1: actually, they, they, the
0: milked hell... that. they milked that so hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> you the the uh, Hal
1: Needham bloopers. films all had blooper reels at the end, too. Um, Smokey and the Bandit. Now, the, now I, you know, I do
2: remember that back Booper, in the day where you yeah. could see, yeah, you'd have the, the gag reel, basically, at the end of the movie. And, you know, even yeah. uh, more modern-day comedies, Will Ferrell's done that quite a few times. Um, but, yeah, the the actual, like, in Here's like just something mode. else in the movie, or a sequel, or whatever.
0: Yeah, but in terms of like, I mean, it's yeah, like MCU among some others around the same time certainly made
2: it more of a mainstream thing. Sure, and or or maybe a, you you have to stay to the end to see what they're going to reveal.
0: And it it's at a point where there's like an expectation, and somehow the entire movie's ruined if it doesn't deliver on that.
2: Oh yeah, that's a huge uh, lead-up now, and you're <laughs> they, you kind of painted yourself in the corner if you don't deliver. Like here's a
0: note for Aquaman. It only has one credits, yeah, one it credit, does. credit, credit gonna, scene. It doesn't have an end credit scene, so I just um, saved you you test seven minutes.
1: <laughs> well, I was just looking it up on Wikipedia, it says the first few that did it were the Muppet movie,
2: uh-huh. nice. and,
1: uh huh, and and Airplane, where they had the taxi cab. The passenger still waiting.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Um, there was also what? a stinger at the end of uh, Matt, the Masters of the Universe film.
2: Hmm.
1: Where, There's you know, the said... Automobile has something. Yeah, Ferris Bueller.
3: What's Planes, oh, Trains, yeah. Automobile have? it has got a guy looking at, a, at the uh, diagrams again. Just extra footage from a scene in yeah. the movie. Okay.
1: But yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, Napoleon Dynamite. Um, but yeah, most of how Needham films had blooper rails at the end. Mm-hmm. Napoleon was Dynamite wasn't. I, I, I for, oh, I'm sorry. I, I
3: don't think Napoleon Dynamite was in the original cut of the film though. Yeah, I think yeah they, they added had, that later. They added
0: it, yeah, because I saw it much later than like most people. And it was like, make sure to stay in because there's like a big wedding scene at the end or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I forgot that Daredevil had an after credit sting.
0: It had a. It did a mid like it had the Colin Farrell yeah. thing. Yeah. My hashtag my bullseye. Uh. There's also <laughs>
1: I don't know. I thought the bullseye. And the, the I like. I'm just, just kidding, but
0: I I I I, <laughs> I do like that Gonzo performance of Veru. <laughs> uh,
1: young Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the X Men: The Last Stand had one.
0: <laughs> Hello. And yeah. The Matrix, right? the Matrix uh,
1: Reloaded.
0: Reloaded is just a trailer for Revolutions. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter the movie or sorry it's just just Street Fighter Street Fighter the movie is the animated one Street Fighter has one cuz it has a bison rising out um, for his bigger plan
2: Yeah that didn't really work Yeah, Yeah, not quite.
0: (laughs) Now that we've stalled enough to see if Tombstone has an extra credit sequence that none of us ever knew about before, (laughs) I guess we can start wrapping things up here. But yeah, so we've been talking about Tombstone. I hope everybody enjoyed our commentary for the film. Before you go, let's go over where everyone can be found uh, online and what have you. Let's start with uh, Ben Conowitz. Where can people find more of your work?
2: Hey, uh, Go Flicks Yourself is on WeSayStuff.com. And uh, there's no reason to follow me on Twitter, so don't worry about that. But seriously, if you're in the Northwest Indiana area, I also have a charity called Big Comedy Laporte. And we have a Facebook page. We just brought in uh, Kyle Canane for our two shows uh, a couple weeks back. And we raised over $4,000 for a local charity. So we're fast approaching $100,000 raised in the past few years. It's uh, all comedy shows, and they all go to charity.
1: Sweet. Wonderful. Uh, Jim Deets. Uh, you can catch uh, my weekly or weekly uh, podcast at oldmagicgaming.com, dot com, where we take uh, our D and D games, we uh, edit them down to a listenable uh, portion, uh, add background music and sound effects to make it more like a radio play, like you know, a theater of the mind type situation. You can also catch me on the Taylor Network of Podcast dot com on, on our weekly Nothing's On podcast, where we cover a lot of the t- big uh, TV and movie news on a weekly basis, and on the Walking Dead TV podcast at hhwlod.com. dot com.
0: Brandon Peters.
3: Uh, you can find written stuff at WispBlue.com so and you can check out my podcast, Cult Cinema Cavalcade, which is called dot com. iTunes, uh Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Our latest episode is um Smoky Mountain Christmas with uh, Dolly Parton, and we have a uh, great guest, um uh Shira Rijuri from Culture S. It's good stuff.
0: You can find everything I do over at the com, my personal blog where all my stuff ends up. You can find me writing at we Live Entertainment, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. You can find all the other episodes about Now, Theron and Abe, our main episodes, as well as more fun commentary tracks from the past several years over at iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you can find podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you all know all that. Um, I want to thank you all, Jim, Brandon, and Ben, for joining me for this Tombstone Commentary.
1: Thanks for
2: having me. Hey, thanks. It was great. Thanks for letting me enjoy one of my favorite movies again.
0: Of course, glad to have you guys all here. Hope the listeners enjoyed. We'll be back in January with another commentary. What do we gotta do? We probably gotta figure that out. It's a uh, what's two what's two thousand nine? What's night twenty nineteen? We what's shall a, comment. Uh, what there's a certain there's movie so that should... takes
1: place in twenty nineteen, but I think you've already done a commentary on that. Yes. Which sci-fi was it?
0: Which one is it? What am it was I about Blade talking? Runner. Tears oh, of in the Rain, buddy. Of course, it's Blade Runner. Yes, we did do a commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, figure that out, but I'm sure we'll come up with something exciting. Uh, but until that time, until we get to our next commentary, until our next regular episode, whatever, that's going to do it. So until then, so long and goodbye. <laughs>